Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in Peace. It's a Wednesday episode. Feel like it's going to be a little bit of a, a variety show today. Um, I I don't want to I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver, but I'll one name that you can expect today. Uh, Jeff Passan will be on the show today at some point. Oh, I uh, thought you were going to talk about another leg of <clears throat> the uh, another one of your legs of the parlay over promising under delivery. Well, you you can't say another when it's only been one time, really. Uh, no, we're like yesterday, stop stop yesterday it. was no, no, like we the, can move on. I just yesterday I, I was trying to keep up with the conversation. Or Monday, all Monday was more of like the bizarro world because usually I hit and no one else does. That's and not then true. This last parlay, I didn't hit and everyone else did. So congratulations for I guess catching up. But um, I had the Padres money line and it was a two to one game with the tying run and the winning run uh, in scoring position in the ninth inning. So it really wasn't even a loss. It should have been a win. Um, mm. But yeah, okay. All right, fine. I lost one. Woo. Woo. Thanks oh. for thanks for catching up. Thanks thanks for picking the one time that I didn't hit to actually get your shit together and, and, and hit the rest of you. You okay? You good now? Yeah, I'm good. All right. <laughs> no, I'm just my just a little tired from carrying the just, fucking team. It sounded like you had some stuff you need to get off your chest. I was just... I was just thrown. I didn't know what direction you were headed with that. So I wanted to. I it's was just, just, it's just like it oh, if David Ortiz goes over in a playoff game and the Red Sox lose, then everyone's like, fucking Poppy sucks, dude. It's like, well, actually, he carried you to this championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just had. But a real had, leader, real leader takes responsibility. Nah, I'm, I'm taking responsibility. I didn't, I didn't hit. <laughs> I'm taking responsibility. I didn't hit for once. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Knockaround Sunglasses. Quality polarized, affordable shades, including new MLB and U.S. women's soccer team pairs. Check them out at knockaround.com. Uh, so that on that whole variety show thing, um, I did say, and I'm going to try them again. Because Ploofy called me back on Monday after we called him on the show. Um, and he said to call him today. He might be getting haircut, he said. I, I, 
we're leading off the show with Trevor Plouffe. Maybe we're not. Maybe we are. Maybe we aren't. Let's see if he answers. It he's is probably not. He's busy. If guy. He's get, it's eight thirty in the morning. If he's getting a haircut at eight thirty in the morning, is he on the West Coast? Oh, I don't know. Your call has see, been. See, he's a busy guy. Well, Over I mean, for two with Trevor Plouffe. Unless he's on the West Coast, which means he's just yeah, he's not getting a haircut right now. Well, he told me I said, "Hey, we record around eleven. It's eleven forty. Maybe he's getting his haircut currently." Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Schedule. Be, oh, for two on Trevor Plouffe. All I want to do is talk Twins. That's it. <laughs> like Joey pointed out, we we haven't really talked about the Minnesota Twins at all this year, and here we are trying to bring in the guy. I don't know that. Uh, I mean, have the, have the message. Recording with Chris Rose right now. Thought you were calling me later. Told you. We can do that. <laughs> Get swerved. Well, well he, said, he said he had to. Maybe he got his. He confused his time zones because I told him 11. I don't was know what cl- time zone he's in. <clears throat> was it clarified? Eastern? Western? He knows I'm Eastern. <laughs> that, so, no, it wasn't clarified. <laughs> got it. He knows where I'm at. Like Josh Donaldson. Speaking of the John Boy guys, Jesus Christ. Do they, do they not know what a joke is? Josh Donaldson walking into the clubhouse <laughs> and saying, you know who I am. And then they were trying to make it like this big fucking, oh, is there clubhouse beef? Like, come on. Rowdy Telez and Josh Donaldson were teammates in Toronto. They were just fucking yes. around. They were just boys being boys. Does a boy call his boys fat? I don't yeah, know, man. That's- <laughs> Jake, do I not call Tyler fat all the time? Every day. Every day, and I love Tyler. What's the point of having fat friends if you can't call them fat? That's not a real friend. You've taken to it just fine. Are you saying that you, I'm fat now? Well, Tyler's your fat friend. You're my fat. I thought that was all understood. When, you, when did you I not know that the, about yourself? We put out the teaser of the uh, the old time baseball game Nesson episode where I you know got a base hit off the fucking uh, D one pitcher from Boston College. I don't know if you heard of that team. I think they went to the College World Series recently. Um, Boston College. Uh, so I I we put out that episode and it was the old baggy uniforms and people were like, "Damn, Carabas got fat," and I was like, "Not been fat." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just baggy yeah. uniforms. That's what old time baseball is all about. It's the baggy wool ass uniforms. Yeah. They learn your baseball history. Looking like you're a, a bag of cottage cheese. That's fine. There's nothing. Listen. What? This. There's, no, ordered, there's nothing wrong with it. Dude, no, there's no, nothing wrong. Your personality shines, man. And that's what that's what people are here for. I, I ordered a stair stepper in May and it's still not here yet. Whose fault is that? I don't know. Why don't you walk to go pick it up then? Because it's it's overseas. Oh, it'd be a long walk. Yeah, and he does stairs. He doesn't do regular walk. Yeah, yeah stairs. Yeah, yeah, just stairs. Because don't you have? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't you have a two story home? Uh, three, three story home. Oh, three story home. Sorry, I got a loft. <laughs> yeah. Humble brag. I got a loft. Have uh, you been here? Um, uh, yeah, I spent more time at Ellen's house though. Uh, oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just really go like that one, Joe. Like that one. You too. You guys gotta chill. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I guess I guess Ploofy later in the show. 
there was a third guest that I definitely can't promise. Like one of the most unpredictable humans to ever do it. <laughs> it's a politician. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The fact yeah, that this de- is a politician from the great state of Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We may have a mayor on the show today. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of surprises. A lot of surprises happening here. Where do you guys want to start? I feel like there's teams clinching, but then that trout soundbite is also a big deal. Uh, I I got to I got to talk about that Phillies thing that's been going on. I know it's not a big story to you. It's a big story to me and Jake, and it's really been bothering me. And it should bother. I think it should bother Phillies fans, too. I think it should bother Phillies fans, too. Why should it bother Phillies fans? Why should it bother Phillies fans? Uh, because if I had a rally song that was used during a losing postseason run, I probably wouldn't want to run it back. No, you're good with that. You answer the question. If you if you were a fan of a team, like say the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, lost in the World Series using "We Are Family," and can, can and then we use they a realistic example. Well, stop. Well, that. I'm, I'm going back in time. I'm going back in time. Oh, okay. Like okay. they did. You're like, going to the 70s. Yes. Yeah. Like if 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 they had "We Are Family." And then they lost in the World Series and then they made the playoffs the next year and then used the same song. Wouldn't you be like, eh, I think we should change it up. You know, we lost. Well, it, I mean, I, I think that's just a rule of thumb. Like, no, you can't do that. We've already done that and it doesn't work. It didn't and, work. And they took it from the Red Sox. The Red Sox <laughs> used it in 2021 and then the Phillies used it in 2022, lost. And now they're bringing it back like three straight postseasons with this fucking song. Maybe, maybe they're like, look, we had some merch that we were really looking to move that we weren't able to. We're gonna, yeah. We're gonna that's the only, that. that's the only explanation that makes sense to me. I have, I have an, the exact opposite take. I like that they're bringing it back, what? putting aside, putting aside the Red Sox, like they stole it. Whatever, I don't. They what, did I don't steal care. it, but they that's did. fine. That's fine. I don't care though. I don't care. <laughs> what we're, what it I'm hasn't talking worked about. Twice. What yeah. I'm talking about is the idea of bringing it back for a second run. A and third gonna, run. The a third court, run. Third run. The core is mostly the same, right? On this Phillies team, it's basically the same cast of characters from all of these postseason runs. I actually think if this is the song that this unit is vibing to in a postseason over multiple postseasons, I'd rather have that than them just getting out a new, like, you know what? I don't care about a new song to rally them. <laughs> mm, like, I, I, I'm not keeping <laughs> up with a new jingle every postseason when these teams make it. I, this is, theme, their, this is theirs now. Every good team has a theme. Do they not? Yes, yeah. and I find those to be largely exhausting. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 fun. Well, that, that's where this is. It gets lazy. Yeah. Like, that surprise like come on, you couldn't. Somebody just left the same. Somebody just left the same fucking playlist on. They're like, right. oh, shit, it's October again. I guess we do it. Is this like, what do we're we, doing? Do we need crazy. T-shirts that say, like, time to win? Every single postseason, no. you know what I mean? Or like time to rain. lock it in or, you know, these stupid, this stupid bullshit. October no, rush. Could you? I, I associate this with the Phillies now and I'm glad they're bringing it back. Could you imagine if like the Mets clinched the NL East and then they were just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can't no, do that. Stop, stop, stop. You can't stop. do that. 
Oh, hold on, you hold can't on, do hold that. on. To liken, uh, to liken this song yeah, you're, 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 to, you to the relationship no, that the Reds no, 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 It'd be like the Phillies queuing up dirty water. <laughs> no, no, that's what it's like. <laughs> or te or or uh, what is it, Tessie? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can't Tess. do that. Can't do that. But that's what it's like. <laughs> that, yeah, it's not like that, whatever fucking bullshit song they're using yeah, now. It's like the Baltimore, the, the Baltimore Orioles. It's like, oh, walk off win for the Baltimore Orioles. They've won the American League East. They're the champions, baby. Let's go, O's. Let's go, O's. Like, that's, you can't do that. You can't do what the Phillies are doing right now. They're fucking them. Yeah. And it, the funny part is, man, and this is a sad part, and as a Phillies fan, I hate to even draw attention to this, but Schwarber said himself. What? In spring right. training, we're not using the song anymore. It's beat. It's a second place yeah. song. New team, new song. He said it mm -hmm. himself. And to go back on that and use it again, uh, it's kind of Joey, are you saying kind of brings into question Schwarber's role in that clubhouse. I was just yeah. going to say, I think Joey and Jay Hay are, are calling out uh, turmoil in the clubhouse right now. Can you guys, can you mean, guys dig sure. any deeper on that? I mean, we understand how important the cohesiveness factor is, especially in this time of season. <laughs> Oh, man. I think a lot of Phillies players might be a little skeptical of Schwarber. And he, okay, you have 40 home runs, but look, what's your war? You know, mm. something a lot of te teammates might care mm. about is that his war isn't as high as what his homers and people think he's better than he is. I don't know. It bothers me. It bothers <laughs> me. Like, imagine, Joe, like that you go to the bank, right? They give you your, your red towel and you're going there and you're waving it and they're like, all right, Phillies fans, get on your feet. Let's go, Phillies! Let's go, Phillies! Like, you can't do this! You can't just do that! Makes no sense at all. Like, you would take personal offense to that, would you not? I will say this, like, not to be a fucking dick, <laughs> but... But if it wasn't for you, I'd have no idea that was the Red Sox song. I don't think anyone knows, except for you and That's, Jake, who say Jake, it a lot. what do you feel about this? Like, I don't expect people to be outraged nationally, but like, <laughs> just so people know, we were playing that song through the ALCS or yeah. until the ALCS in the streets of Boston. Yeah. Like, it was our song. I feel, hey, everyone, everyone has that feeling. Like, I hate, you know, everyone, I showed you the song. You, I found, I found this song. Everyone knows that feeling. That's like the feeling you guys had. You guys invented the song. Now, someone else is playing the song. Everyone's like, I love the song. And you're like, yo, I fucking. It would be you one song. thing if like the Phillies just, thought that it was a cool song or whatever, but it was Kevin Ploiecki's walk-up song. Then it became a thing in the Red Sox clubhouse. Then the team went on a run and it became their theme song. Kyle Schwarber took it from the Red Sox, went to the Phillies, and then they started playing it. I think I would have less of a problem with it if Kevin Ploiecki went to the Phillies and took the song with them because it originated with him. But like Schwarber just so taking it. So then time out. So then so then that's so then Schwarber's patient zero, right? Schwarber's double yes. oh seven. Schwarber's mm -hmm. the double agent. Mm -hmm. Schwarber's took it in a failing effort from the Red Sox mm -hmm. and then brought it to the Phillies. But then Joey, you just said that Schwarber was the guy who said Don't new use team, it. new song, mm -hmm. but he installed the song from an old regime in a yeah. new place. That sounds yeah. like some double oh seven type shit. 
It's shysty. Can, can I, I have two questions. Yeah. <clears throat> so when did the Red Sox use this? 2021. Okay. So technically a losing song for the Red Sox. Too, technically right? a losing Does song that, for the yes, Phillies as well. That's what I've been saying. Did, did, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Does that put it back into the pool mm. of available songs no. if it's a losing song for that team? No. Okay. Second question. Dude, it was, it was Pilecki's walk yeah. up, dude. Show some fucking respect. <laughs> yeah. But it was a loser. It's a loser in the same way that it was for the Phillies last year. Should I Second call Kevin Pilecki right now? Should we get Kevin Pilecki? If you on? want I mean, to. I don't think we need to. to while while you call Pilecki, I have a second question. <laughs> what is the statute of limitations on being able to use a song, uh, whether it's a winner or not? Kent, could a team bring a back Don't Stop Believing? A year. A the year, five White Sox? Give me a year. Give me a year. If you've lost with, if okay, you lost if, with it last year then I can't necessarily win with it this year. We got to let it breathe. Let's go a different oh, route. I mean, I mean teams back. taking it from a different team. Like, could a team in 2023 or 2024 take the White Sox don't stop believing from the 05 run? Is, or is that permanently owned by the White Sox 05 team? No, I think that, uh, I, I think that they're transferable. Okay. So somebody could bust out Journey in 2024 and we're not going to get outraged it's like that's all five white Sox shit man no i don't, I don't like think, you can't do that paul canerico mark burley Freddie garcia no i don't think i think uh i think it lives i think it's allowed okay because uh, people are selling their catalogs this is confusing we should write these rules down i know yep see more unwritten rules here this, i think this, i think it's even crazier that there was no buffer it just went from 2021 red Sox to 2022 phillies to 2023 Phillies. Like, it's just been used three straight postseasons. And Schwarber's to blame for it all. Yes. And now it's out of control. Because if he said, Mm -mm. we're not using it in 2023, new team, new song, and they're still using it, that means that it's, it's just out of control now. What's going to happen to control? It's out of their hands. What's going to happen? They're just playing it. They're playing it in the stadium loud as fuck. The Phillies have nothing to do with it. It's some guy in the fucking, in third deck, pressing a button and they play the song. All the fans love it. I mean, everyone has an aux cord these All days. The fans They're love playing it. the song. They're playing it in the parking lot. They're playing it on the radio. They're playing it at the Wawa. It's I everywhere. mean, what happens if the it. Phillies lose again and Aaron Nola departs as a free agent and takes the song to back a third to Boston? Team? Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, that's on the table, that, is it not? They're not. Sure. They don't even I know think the we'd... fucking words. There's just, I don't know. There's just something about them saying we're not going to use it and then immediately using it. This just doesn't sit sit well with me. I I got a feeling the Phillies won't be the only team using that song in the playoffs this year. <laughs> what and does I'm that mean? Right now, that means that if we fast forward a couple weeks, there's going to be an NLDS. There's going to be a game five and there's going to be Atlanta Braves. And after all that shit they said about Acuna Ooh. starting shit. We're going to slap them in their faces, and that song is going to be on in the clubhouse. So that's a thing. I, like, if you remember the 2018 hey, you know postseason run, when the Red Sox eliminated the Yankees, they took New York, New York. Like, they used New York, New York as their victory song after they eliminated. They basically took people's souls because what, well, when is, they won they won the World Series in, in L.A., and then they started playing California Love, which is Kenley Jansen's uh, walkout. Yeah, so this is like this is like uh, taking 
<laughs> I, I, I gotta, I guess I gotta phrase that differently than how I had originally thought about phrasing that. Um, the, you, the, this is like a bounty of sorts. Like you play cards, you play a poker tournament. Sometimes you just throw in like a $25 side bet, $100 side bet, whatever. Whoever you take out, if you go head to head, you get that bounty. So now it's like, boom, I beat you. We beat you. Your song is now our song. You go to die. We take your song and that motivates us through the remainder. You're, you're like You're just acquiring souls. You're like Ursula, the sea witch. I, so... <clears throat> Talk to me. Kev. How we doing? A uh, little upset. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you would be. I knew you would be. I am not happy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wish I could do something about it, but I can't. I, I got a text into Schwartz, and uh, I'm waiting a response back. So. <laughs> so, you're, so you're holding him accountable. I mean, I feel like it's only fair. I just, I mean, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a, a bad text. It was just a, uh, Hey, we're running it back again, type of deal. Right. So kind of see what the response is. Right. You know, I just, I, I just want the narrative to be out there that this was your walk-up song. It was the 2021 Boston Red Sox theme, and then it, I, I said it upsets me that there was no buffer. It just went from 21 socks immediately to 22 fills, and because they made it one extra round, everyone associates the song with them and not us. And now they're running it back again. I, I mean, th- by the way. For, for all intents and purposes, the song is 0 for 2 in the postseason. I think it's risky to bring it back for a third straight year. I agree 100% with all you just said. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it is risky. But yeah, at the same time, I'm going to give a little bit of the doubt here to possibly just like the person running the stadium music. And they might have just been like, oh, we clinched again. And let's just bring back that song. Kev, they were bumping it in the clubhouse. They were bumping it in the clubhouse, Kev. Oh, they were. Okay. Well, that's expect anything I just said. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was really looking forward to giving the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, yeah, so I guess it's just still there. But again, I, uh, I think, too, the guys from last year's team, just like the guys in 21 with Boston, are like, hey, what the heck? That was like, we were just doing that a year before. The guys that are now like, moved on that we're on last year's team like that was special to their team right you know now mm-hmm. they're like wow they're, they're doing it again and in this year so i don't know i mean it is what it is yeah. but bottom line is those that know we truly know where it came from mm-hmm. started in boston yep you know and it's nothing against kyle i mean and honestly i just mean it's a lot of respect from kyle really that he brought it over there but yeah. at the same time i just think we need to kind of make a public service announcement like hey this is our song you know we cut we took it from boston mm-hmm Kyle took it over from Boston. He did. And um, it's just a great song to kind of get down to after after uh, making the postseason, and there's no shame in that game. But we just got to make sure that as many people know their you know, original place of it as possible. You know? I so was, it, it was brought to my attention earlier today that Kyle came out at the beginning of the season and said, new song, new team, new song. So we're, we're not going to do the song. And then the song came back. So do you, at this point, do you think that you've kind of started an epidemic with this song? Like that they, they can't well, control it. I think it's uncontrollable at this point. You know, before <laughs> yeah. you know it, every team, every team going to the postseason is just going to be, that's played with me, is just going to start playing this song and it's just going to be everybody's postseason song. You know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the way, the way that this should end, in my opinion, is that if the Phillies get back to the World Series this year, that you should be able to throw out the first pitch. 
I'd be I'd be honored to. I know a lot of people over there that, that would, would hopefully be able to make that happen. You know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll get I'll get Kevin Long on the phone. Schwartz has got to hook me up 100. Mm-hmm. percent And um, you know we got wheels over there. We got connections over there to make that possible. But you know I wish them all the best. I hope the song can can break the uh, break the zero for two streak. But you know I guess time will tell, right? Time will tell, Kev. Um, what are we shooting on the golf course these days? Man, my golf game is in absolute shambles right now. To be honest with you, I'm playing today in a couple hours, but. I mean, it, my last three rounds have not been well. I got a member guest this weekend, uh, Garrett Richards, your guy. Yeah. Who I know you love. You I guys do get love. Along great. I do love him. No. Nope. <laughs> Jay, um, pl- pl- Plucky, this is game. Dallas. This is Dallas. Tell, tell, uh, tell G. Rich I said what's up. That's the homie. Okay, I will. I will. Yeah. So me and Garrett have been playing at least two to three times a week. Um, our wives are really happy about that. So <laughs> we uh, we got a big member guest this weekend. So we're hoping that all of our uh, all of our rounds pay off one last time before they start shutting things down here for every seed. But, uh, you know, to be honest, the golf game has been terrible. So we're hoping to, we're hoping to uh, turn that around this weekend and get lucky. But I mean, my expectations are not high whatsoever. Are you, are you going to do another uh, charity golf tournament, uh, in, in the off season? Eventually we will get back to that. But right now I think we're going to stick to what we call the wasted management open, which ah. is just, uh, you know, 20 to 24 of the closest guys around here. We go out to, uh, we're going to Quintero this year. I know you're not a big golfer, but no, uh, we're going out there for a little stay and play 2727 and uh it is, it is what the uh name of the event is the wasted management open it's a blast so that's outstanding all right uh before we let you go do you have a do you have a, a pick for who's gonna win the world series this year oh man i gotta go with my boy trav in the braves mm. they're just playing real well i like them a lot mm-hmm. i want trav to get another ring um you know, and to be honest with you, I haven't watched a whole lot of baseball lately, but I know I, I see all the highlights and stuff, but I'm pulling for the Braves, but, um, you know, I guess it's anybody's ball game. Once you, you know that, once you get in, yeah. anything can happen, but I like the way the Braves are playing. I think they're built really deep, um, offensively, they're swinging the heck out of it all year. So it's been fun to watch, fun to follow. And, um, Acuna's just been going crazy. So he has, all right. Uh, that's Kevin Pawecki. You got to be back on dad duty <clears throat> and I'm going to keep fighting the good fight for, uh, Dancing on my own. Okay, sounds good. But hey, what's your prediction for the World Series winner? Um, I had I had Blue Jays versus Padres before the season started. I don't think that that's a possibility anymore, and I don't feel as strongly about the Blue Jays as I once did. Uh, so I'd l- I'd love to see Baltimore get in there. I'd love to see the O's. That'd be awesome. Too. Yeah, that'd be awesome too. Those guys are really good. Yeah. They've been really good. And me being in Triple A this year, playing in Norfolk against some of these guys that they've been calling up. I mean, I for the first time ever, I felt old when they're like born in the two thousands. Yeah, and and these guys are just going backside like with no issue homers. I'm like, okay, these guys got a good system coming up, and then they start arriving, and it's like, all right, what's up, crew? Daddy's on the phone, all right? I'm about to hop off. All right, you guys have a good one. Thanks for calling me. Jared. All right, Kevin, it's been uh, it's been real. We'll talk soon. All right, all right, have a good one, guys. All right, bye. That's Kevin Pawecki. <clears throat> you know what's funny is when. So Joey brought up that Kyle Schwarber, you know, said at the beginning of the year, like new season, new song kind of thing or whatever. I I found the article uh, from February of 23 where it's not just Kyle Schwarber who said that. Like JT Realmuto also said it's a yearly thing. New team, new year, new team. Got a lot of new faces, new song. I don't know who's in charge of the songs this year. It's definitely not going to be. But somehow organically a song will come up and Hoskins 
said, I personally think it's the 22 Phillies. Something will pop up during the year, right? We'll latch into something. This lends credence, I think, to the idea that this is an unstoppable force because (laughs) you have three of the most signature players inside that Phillies clubhouse saying it's a new year, new song. And we're here in September of 23 Mm -hmm. and it's the same fucking song. So I'm telling you, we may just need to accept that once it gets inside, it's inside you for good. This Mm -hmm. is PR. Oh, inside of you. Inside of you. Mm. Uh, Yeah, this is PR just saying, look. We have got a game plan, and we were waiting for this to really go down to the very end. That didn't happen. We will, in fact, see this to the bloody bitter end. Mm. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> let's get a let's get an ad read in before we are joined by uh, old megaphone balls here. Things are heating up in the ballpark. Every team is playing to finish the season strong and make it to the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. You won't miss a moment of baseball action. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Plus, all customers can take a crack at a sweet payday with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. String together multiple bets from a single game for your shot at a major payout. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code Jared. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Opt-in and 10 plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Yeah, that was um that was a hot start. That was a hot start to the show. I'm I'm glad that we went there. I'm glad that's what we led with. And now that sets us up for a whole discussion with Jeffrey, which we'll be having in just a few mere moments. And then on the other side of that, you can still look forward to uh Trevor Plouffe, who presumably will answer his phone on the third time. That- Maybe maybe that's the maybe that's the code. It's like uh, dancing on my own. Maybe maybe the third time you try it, you actually have success. Don't know. We'll find out when we call Trevor Plouffe later in the show. We'll find out with the Phillies uh, on their playoff run that they will be on because they clinched a postseason spot with a walk off last night. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, and then again, there's uh, there's that mystery guest that God knows. God only knows what will come from that. I sure don't. Um. Do we want to do we want to maybe sprinkle some of that Josh Hader story in there a little bit? <laughs> I'd love to get Dallas's thoughts on that as a as a former big leaguer and a major hardo himself of uh, I'm sure you, you're familiar with the story, Dallas. Nobody got what happened. Well, he refused to pitch four outs, even said it wasn't a big game, even though it was the game that decided the fucking parlay that we haven't won in four months. <laughs> Because, oh, I might get hurt. You no, know? it has. Uh, I mean, look, dude, <laughs> I have. Uh, well, do you want to lay out the story for folks who don't have an understanding, Jared? Or- There's yeah, one yeah, yeah. correct take on this. Uh, what uh, is it? One. 
Well, let me let me lay out. The it's story. an eliminated team. What the fuck are we doing? They were He's not about eliminated to be a free at the agent. time. They were not eliminated at oh, the time. Oh come on! They weren't. The come magic on. number was one. They were not eliminated at the time. Um, it's not his job to paper over the fact that they didn't build a bullpen beyond him. I suppose, not but then there job. are also times where. Nope. You, you, nope. you're nope. He's not being nope. asked to throw fucking nope. nine innings. Nope. No, what? Nope. You don't even know the story. Nope. I, well, no, I do. I do. <laughs> you because don't. I, oh, I, I do. I do. I've got a pretty good idea. I do. All right. What is it then? Fucking Nostradamus. What is it? Uh, I'll just say, let me just explain this to you, and then you can find out for yourself whether or not the statement answers whatever question you think you have here. Um, there was a time where I was really all about doing it for the boys. And I am all about doing it for the boys when that situation calls for it. Um, what the business of baseball has taught us as players and teaches us as players once we get to a certain point is that whatever it is you're doing, we will absolutely find a way to. Uh, to downgrade. We will absolutely find a way to water it down if need be so that it benefits us as an organization. That is a simple fact. We find that out for the first time when you are drafted and they start holding leverage against you. And then you start to find that out in arbitration. And then it really becomes a thing come free agency, right? Like, so all the way through the business side of what we're doing here, you find out that that is exactly what will happen. What you say, basically, in the game of baseball can and will be held against you in the court of law in the game of baseball. So when you are talking about and manipulating compensation for these players through arbitration and the free agency process, and you're applying statistics to do so, to support your arguments on why a player isn't as valuable as he is arguing he is, well, then sometimes that can turn around and bite you in the ass because players are doing what these days? They are gearing their game. They are training themselves for compensation, for how you tell me you're going to reward me. Why do guys want to lift the baseball? Because what gets paid? doubles and homers and damage, right? And they've told them that we don't care about you striking out. So that's why we've seen the offensive approach we've seen over the last decade plus unfold. So now let's go to the pitching side. You don't give a shit about the save. Okay, I'll give you every inning you need. I'll give you every leverage situation you're asking for because the body of work will tell the story, right? I'll get paid based on the body of work, right? All of these leverage scenarios that I'm pitching and I'll be able to take to arbitration with me and that'll explain how good I've been, right? Right. Well, well, what if you're telling me that that doesn't matter? What if you're telling me actually that the only thing you need me for is to save the baseball game and that's the most important thing? Then why would I ever, ever put myself in a situation to not save the baseball game? Or why would I ever put myself in a situation to pitch more than three outs? That's what the compensation has done. That's how the business has unfolded. 
So you have a player taking the organization standpoint, basically saying, nope, sorry, not going to do it. And just to like provide some additional context, it's not like he'd been doing four outs or multiple innings look, all season. And at the look, end was like, nah, you know what? We're it. too close to he free has, agency. I'm has, not going to do how it. How many appearances, he never, Thank you. He zero. never does it. Zero. And, and zero. And the, the idea that you are expecting him to step out of that comfort zone or that usage at the very last minute with your, with basically the playoffs on life support is that is a you problem. That is not a Josh Hader problem. If you wanted to work out that his usage would be such throughout this season, then that's a conversation that needed to be had before the season or before you acquired him. This has been the deal with Josh Hader for multiple seasons now. Okay. And pretending like it hasn't been so that we can get fake outraged, not us necessarily, but people in general over the idea that he wasn't, he did not make himself available in that situation is to me just looking for a reason to get mad. Jay, if he thrown if he thrown four innings or gotten four, oh, I'm sorry, four outs or five outs like a dozen times over the season, and then was like, well, actually, I'm two weeks from free agency now. I'm good. Okay, maybe you could feel a little bit of a different way about that. But this is how they've used him, and this is how he has prepared himself to be used. I I just have, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> see the other side of this really. I really don't. You can go to 2021. Go to 2021. By the looks of things here. 60 appearances. You want to know how many outings he had of four outs or more? Zero. Exactly zero. He had zero outings of four outs or more. How about last I mean, year? Last year, it's got to be different, right? How many outings? Zero. Last year, he had <laughs> zero outings of four outs or more. This year, zero out. So we are on a three-year stretch of Josh Hader telling you I'm not giving you four outs. It ain't going to happen. Why? Because you ain't paying me to get four outs. You're paying me to get the same. You remember that little conversation we had when you told me how shitty I was and that you only value the same? No problem. Call me. Call me when we're up by three and you got three outs you need. He could have got the save if he pitched four outs. Uh, Devil's advocate. Just not to that guy. Do you know what happens? when? but, But you don't. No, that's the thing. You don't value that fourth out. I'm here to get saves, and I can get those in three outs or more. So I'll give you those three in the save opportunity. Take care of that fourth out, right, so that I get the three, so that I get my clean inning. And to Jay Hayes' point, my bad, my fault that we don't have somebody that can get it to me for the clean inning. Remember, I'm not the diva here. I'm just playing the game based on how you told me it's going to unfold, which is you're going to pay me for the saves. Great. Take care of that. Take care of that mess in the eighth inning. Give me the ball in the ninth. Also, do you think th- that he went? Do you think that he told the team, like when he got traded there, that he wasn't going to pitch more than three outs, or if, or vice versa? <laughs> is that a real conversation that happens? Yes, you it think? is. Yeah, you know what else? Also, is a, like, you know what else is a real conversation? The one that we're about to have with Jeffrey Passan right now, Bro- broken back and all. This man, he he, he just comes through. Uh, first of all, uh, Mr. Passan has been quite some time. I feel like we haven't had a face to face in probably like two years at least recorded dude it's been so long i was (laughs) just thinking back on it like you were at barstool then now you're rich that's true shit just changed you bought a house have a house now you're you're an adult yeah i'm doing adult things uh it's it's a whole it's a whole thing right now and i'm uh, i'm excited to see your face because normally when we have you on or when i would have you on 
uh, I would just call you. I would give you no heads up, <laughs> which like I like that. I like that if I had Jeff Passon on the podcast, it was always impromptu and never it would never take more than two rings max. Like you would uh, most times pick up on the first ring. Yeah, but that was also like back before I did like stupid things and said dumb stuff on the air. And now I have to be babysat when I go on the podcast. So why is that? Like, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's probably just because like when your profile, I mean, I don't like saying this, but when your profile gets a little bit higher, the margin for error for doing dumb things is not the same as it once was. Right. Uh, either either that or you just don't care. And right. I ju- and I just care too much. Like I don't like disappointing people. I don't like getting scolded. I tend to I, I tend <laughs> to make all of my decisions. I'm in my 40s now, so I tend to make all of my decisions. You're not in your 40s. Shut up. I no, just turned 43 not. last week. Um I was literally just about to ask you how the tree falling on you ruined your 16th birthday. How was that experience? <laughs> uh it was, you know, it's uh it's still like there's still a big piece of it in the front yard that I that I walk by. I'm still no, I'm still I'll show you this. I'm still wearing the the bracelets from when I was in the hospital and I'm going to cut them oh off when I can run a mile. Jeff, like that's that hey, Jeff, a can mile. you That's 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 can, what I need to can do. Can you can you do me can you do us a favor? I don't I I haven't pulled up just because I thought I just thought about it when you popped up. If you have your phone on you, can you pull up our text exchange? Um. Uh, right as or or just it was right as the news <clears throat> broke that you were that you were going to be incapacitated for a while. Um, yes, it it would. Uh, I feel like okay. I had just I had just texted you. Uh, I was like a month earlier. Um. Okay, so yeah, I had you had texted me. And I had not responded. And in my last response, this was on June 13th. I said, I don't know why I didn't respond to your last text. I suck. Then July 17th, the day that a a fucking tree hits me, your response is, you do suck. However, you didn't deserve the assault from the tree. Jesus, bro. I hope you're doing as good as can be. If you need some holistic pain relief, just let me know. Hang in there, brother. And I have to say, I did not need holistic pain relief because when I went into the, the that was it was a horrible day because I could like I could walk around uh, in in severe pain, but because I could walk, they didn't think anything was wrong. So I didn't get meds for like oh four hours between like the, the time it happened. And when I finally was in the hospital, no. and then they gave me ketamine. Yeah, and I think Dallas was text. I think I think Dallas was texting me when I was when I was still on Special K. So yeah. thank you, Dallas. Like, I appreciate I appreciate your offer there, but the uh, the medical establishment had uh, had me nice and taken care of. Uh, is yeah, it yeah. is it bad that like my first thought was if this happened to me that I would want to use the wood from the tree to like make a bat out of it? That's the first thing that I thought too. So yeah, yeah. Like, did you do you still have a piece of the tree? Like I feel yeah, like that's I have, like I have a piece of the tree. I haven't I haven't found the long haul trucking who will take it 
to the dude who's going to make me the bat. So if there are any mm-hmm. truckers who are listening oh. to this and mm-hmm. would be willing to like make a stop in Prairie Village, Kansas to to pick up uh, a giant log in order to get it. Like, I, I think there are at least two bats in this piece. And I was going to keep one of them and I was going to like auction off another one and donate to, to charity. If there's a third, though, if there's a trucker uh, who wants to take this, by all means, uh, I will hook you up with something or just I'll pay you. I, I just need to get that taken care of before winter comes along because I'm worried the integrity of the woods not quite going to be there. You, you, you need to have the handle to us. You need to have the handle of the saw fashion so you can then saw the tree down with its own like just some really you know what oh, oh hold on do you do you want to see how big this tree is i'm gonna i'm gonna lift this don't don't yeah. be deterred i'm gonna yeah. lift this up yeah show hold us <laughs> no heavy lifting the tree is yeah dallas we couldn't saw this tree down hold on look at the size <laughs> of this bastard <laughs> Oh, like it goes yeah, up. No, I don't know if I'm giving you a good shot here, but it's like it's like it's like a hundred foot tall tree. So I am not going to be sawing no, it down anytime uh, soon. That sucks. I feel. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, I, ideally you want to avoid getting hit by trees that are a hundred feet tall. Um, uh, Ben Cafardo yeah, said, do I have to plug um, what you're doing. So I'm going to do uh, He'll be working on baseball tonight during the wild card series. Uh, the wild card is only available on ESPN platforms. So you guys have a monopoly. You, you know that that's illegal, right? Uh, yeah, I, I like that. Like we, we dig baseball and we get playoff baseball for, for three days unadulterated. And uh, there's going to be lots of baseball tonight and there's going to be Lots of good games, and I'm excited. Like I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm always excited for the playoffs. Um, I think I'm more excited this year than usual because outside of the Braves, it's like who's gonna step up, and and then that puts all the pressure on Atlanta to fulfill this destiny that everyone seems to be foretelling for them. Mm. Not everyone can be the 2018 Red Sox. Not everyone can be the team that everyone thinks is going to win the World Series that just steamrolls their way to the World Series and having the winningest season in franchise history. Is there a team in your mind, Jeff, that you think uh, this year could be the uh, 2023 version of last year's Phillies? Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm. The, the, people are sleeping on them, and I don't get it. Um, they have the best rotation of any of the playoff teams with uh, Burns, Woodruff, Peralta and Wade Miley, if you need him, uh, their bullpen is nasty. Like it's not just Devin Williams at the back end. Abner Uribe has been unhittable since he's come up. Hobie Milner somehow has turned into, you know, like a frontline reliever. Uh, they have the best defense in baseball. Like by every objective measure, the Brewers have the top defense in baseball. So we're talking about elite pitching, elite defense, elite relief. They're hitting enough like that, you know, they're they're not going to. Do you just think they're not going to be able to hit? Because that head shake right there was like a you're wrong, Jeffrey. It's it's not it's not that I don't think that they can hit. I just like I think when I look back to last year's Phillies team, it's like, yeah, they were a six seed, but they had fucking like 
look at their lineup. Like they could just turn it. Like I think it it perfectly. Uh, like Nick Castellanos perfectly encapsulated the the vibe of the whole team, where he more or less said, "I was just kind of bored during the regular season." <laughs> and I mean, how do you not play up to the the fan base and the atmosphere? Like we kind of just flipped the switch because how how do you not get amped up playing here? Yeah. Like could something like that happen with the Brewers, where they have enough? talent offensively where it gets loud enough in Milwaukee that they because it does get Dude, really loud I, there. I don't, I don't know I don't if you think they, I don't think they 18. need that. I don't think they need to feed off the fans to to be good. I think that's how good their pitching but is. Is this lineup is this lineup not pitchable though? Like you can pitch to this lineup and come the postseason when the the approach is leverage you turn the leverage on early uh-huh. and no out is being given away. No what bat is being given away. Over the course of a five-game series and then even a seven-game series, should they go that far, do you think this is a team, do you think this is a lineup that can overcome a bullpen attack or an approach where the starter for the other team has gone through five innings and now it's a bullpen attacking? I, I, I feel like this is a lineup that can be pitched to where their pitching might do great and we might go out for out through the first five, six innings over the first game, maybe two, but then from there, does that lineup still scare you, or is there, you know what I mean? Like I feel like there's some holes. Yeah, no, I know, I know exactly what you mean. No, the lineup doesn't scare me. That's just how much I believe in the pitching and the defense, and I think that when it comes to October, we get like really caught up in lineup depth when in reality it's just all about home runs, and that's the thing that scares me that they don't hit enough homers. Like if if they can run into some balls, if they can get a, a two or three run homer, well, I think they're going to be golden. And and listen, when when you're going through the lineup, uh that's all it takes in the postseason, man. It just takes one big swing and well, they they've got pa- they've got power. Like oh, there's I, no I doubt. don't think There's no there's no doubt. There's dudes all over here that can that can pop you. My I mean my question to your point is do they have enough to be able to put themselves in position continually to hit that home run? Or is it a matter of other teams identifying the spots? Because I think they'll reveal themselves in the postseason who the guys are that we just cannot let beat us, right? Yeah, and and when you look up and down that lineup, there aren't a lot of guys who, you know, scare you. And I'm doing the air quotes thing there because I think it's important. These are all big league hitters. They all are scary, but... Uh, there aren't the names, you know, you, there's not a Mookie Betts in the lineup. There's not a Freddie Freeman in the lineup. There's not a Ronald Acuna or a Matt Olson or like anyone with the Braves. I mean, Christian Yelich is not his MVP self, but he's having a nice year. Willie Adamas has come up clutch and can hit the ball very hard and very far. And, uh, you know, the the rest of the lineup in Milwaukee, like it's it's not that great. William Contreras uh, has been fantastic this year. Like the last month when they have been the best team in Major League Baseball, their best two offensive players have been William Contreras and Mark Canna. Is that something that can take you to the World Series? Usually not. But we're also usually not dealing with three starting pitchers who could be at the front of just about every rotation, a bullpen, uh, the capability that they have, uh, a manager's talented and uh, as as big of a wizard as Craig Council is at managing matchups, 
uh, and a team that's not going to kick the ball around. So I, uh, you know, I get your concerns about offense. I just feel like offensive concerns in October can be a little overblown when we're talking about, you know, games that are being won by a run here or a run there. And it's going to come down to me to pitching and defense as much as anything. Because they're going to need those rotation Also, Jake, mates. do you move? You have been standing <laughs> in that. There we go. I thought you were a fucking mannequin. Yeah, what I stay on still as earth? Possible. My God. All right. Sorry. He's real. He's real. He's real. Thank God. I mean, the hair just looked, it, it looks, uh, it looks like wax. It's just it's like phenomenal. Wonderfully quaffed, like impressive. Appreciate that, Jeff. That, that's coming from the Propecia King. Right? He's one, of the, he's, one of the, he's one of the best in the game out there. Baseball media hair. Um, uh, moving off the playoffs for just a second, I, I, uh, I'm kind of trying to steer you towards telling me something that I want to hear. Uh, the Padres cutting payroll. Yeah. Uh, how do you see them getting to about $200 million is it a Juan Soto trade? And if it is a Juan Soto trade, who are some of the potential suitors? I mean, they could theoretically get down to around 200 without moving Juan Soto, right? Like, let's, let's look at who's coming off. I mean, it's 30 million with, uh, with Snell and Hayter just off the top. Uh, it's, 10 million with Pomerantz. It's, you know, I mean, they already got rid of jerks and Profar, but uh, it's, uh, <sighs> I think they're going to move Soto. I'm not positive about that. I, I just think that when it's all said and done, is this a championship team next year if you have Juan Soto on it? Is this a championship team with the rotation that you've got? No, it's not. And I'm, I'm sorry, but you have to cash in as much as you can if you're the Padres right now because you are stuck with Manny Machado and Xander Bogarts into their 40s for hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and you have Fernando Tatis Jr. for 300 plus million still. Uh, and that's not a move. Like it's three unmovable contracts right there. And so, yeah, you you do have to move Juan Soto. And who should be in? Everyone. <laughs> I mean, the the Red Sox? Yes. Um, do you think that's, that was going to be my next question is uh, how long before the Red Sox give him an extension? I mean... Like, let's let's see first what, you know, what the market looks like. Like, would you move Marcelo Meyer for for Juan Soto if you're not guaranteed an extension? Well, no, we're, no. We're, he just followed me on Twitter two days ago, so I can't. Would you move I, Roman Anthony for Juan Soto? To me. He also follows me on Instagram, so no, I can't. That's a valuable asset to me. Sounds like maybe the wrong guy to ask these questions. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not because there's a lot of guys in the Red Sox who hate Jared. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. So there are some guys who could be yeah. moved. Like, would they take Josh Winkowski for Juan Soto? No. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's a problem. That's a problem for me. Uh, that's a problem for me. I just wait. Josh Winkowski hates you. 
Why? Yes. Because I said Why? Caleb Ort sucks. And he does. They put him on the Phantom IL. Like, even the team told him he sucks. And so jo- does Josh Winkowski have a... Is he buddies with Caleb Ort? It would seem that way, Jeff. I don't know. I know lots of people who say you suck, and I don't hold it against them. And you're my friend, so like, I, yes, but that, but that's that's being a bad friend. You should you should get mad at why? the people that don't like me. You should you should hate Josh Winkowski. You should report bad things about him because that's called being a good yeah, friend. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. You should do that. I, I I actually Josh Winkowski ended up being a pretty good return in that deal. Actually, yeah, everyone was killing him in the Benedetti mm-hmm. trade. I know. Like, how can you do that? Josh Winkowski's all right. Yeah, no, he's uh, uh, he's good. In fact, he might be my favorite pitcher now. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I think the Mets are, are a scary possibility for Juan Soto. Mm. And uh, I think the Mets probably are in a better position to offer prospects to go out and get him because I think Mets ownership has shown uh, the, the aptitude and the desire to sign guys like Juan Soto long term that the Red Sox have not. And I understand Rafael Devers, you know, thumbs up on that one. Sox stepped up there. But generally speaking, when it comes to, to free agents, especially their own, uh, the, the Sox history is not particularly good when it comes to big dollar guys. Mm. That's fair. I mean, it hurts, but you're not wrong. Uh, talking about big dollars here, the Shohei Otani sweepstakes yeah. will soon be upon us. Everyone has been talking about it to the point where it hasn't even started yet and everyone's already sick of it. But is I everyone sick of direction- it? That's not I like. Yeah, really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I think that some of the steam has been taken out of it because of the injury. But I think that that makes the conversation more interesting. And oh, so, like way more. Interesting. I think before it's like, I mean, oh, it was going to start with it was stick? just going to it was just going to be about money yeah. before. It was just going to be like, how much money is this guy going to get? How like by how much is he going to shatter the previous record? Now it's a question of risk and a question of are you actually getting a discount here potentially? And so I think some teams that were in before may not be in as much now. And some teams that were out before may be a little more in now. Which makes sense. I mean, the, you know, if you're just looking at him as a DH, how how do you do you think that there will be an opt out after year two? Like, is that almost like a foregone conclusion? No, you I don't think that there's going to be an opt out after year two. I do not. Ooh, OK. Do you think do you think he's looking like like Bryce Harper where it's like, hey, I'm going to sign this long term deal. I don't want any opt outs. Like, I want this to be my home. Like, what is the sense okay. of what he wants? So. So I I don't want to assume anything here because I don't know Shohei Otani well enough to make those assumptions. What I'm going on is simply based on his history with financial dealings. But let's look at what we have here. He comes over to the United States at 23 years old. If he had waited two years, he would have guaranteed himself $250 million. Instead, he signed for $2.5 million. He took 1% of what he could have had just for the competition and just be where he wanted when he wanted. Then he goes into arbitration. 
and signs a two-year deal for, I believe, like six and a half million dollars. He left tens of millions of dollars on the table ultimately because after that first year, he won MVP. So if he had just gone year to year, he would have made a ton more than this past season. He settled at $30 million and uh, there were people out there, granted some some rival agents, but also some executives who believed that if he had pushed for 40 or even more, he would have gotten that in arbitration. All of this is in the name of stability and getting the financial crap out of the way because he does not like anything other than (laughs) playing ball. He doesn't want to deal with anything any of the shit that comes with free agency. So why would he want to do it again? Like, unless this experience is something that goes completely against who he has shown himself to be in dealing with financial situations, and he has some sort of about face at 30 years old, uh, you know, honestly, like, I I just think that he's going to want to know where he is to be there and to do his thing. because. you know, everything he's illustrated to us about what matters to him is stability is at the forefront of it. So you think he's would you say there's going to be no opt out in his deal? Um, I, I think teams are going to be really hesitant to give him an opt out after year two if that's what he actually wants. And in the end, isn't he the exception to the rule though? Like, wouldn't it? Yeah. In the the end, would some team step up to do it? Sure. But I, I, what I've thought from the start is that teams are going to want to try and make this uh, conditional or, or make it, you know, you have to, uh, if you want to get to 600 million, then you have to make X amount of starts or pitch this many innings uh, or, you know, you can do anything with a contract, right? Uh, I think he's just going to want guarantee. I think he's going to want it like very straightforward and simple. Just get me as much guarantee as I can because I'm going to go out there and be the badass that I always am when I'm on the field. Based on what you're hearing, how would you power rank the top three most likely landing spots? I don't have a good power ranking here. I will give you the teams that I think are actually going to be in it, though. And just to just to make it easy so it doesn't look like I have any favorites, I'm just going to go like east to west. Uh, I think the Mets are going to be in it. I think the Red Sox are going to be in it. I think the Cubs are going to be in it. I think the Rangers are going to be in it. I think the Dodgers are going to be in it. I think the Giants are going to be in it. And I think the Mariners are going to be in it. And the Angels, but not, you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be there. Yeah. It's kind of like that. uh, It's like that meme with like all the soldiers lined up and then there's the one dude in the clown suit. Like that's the Angels. You know, it would be like the damnedest thing too if if the angels just like tapped out. They're they're just like, you know what? We we had this. It didn't work. I sorry, you're too expensive now. Yeah, I could hundred percent see that happening too. By the way, out of self respect, they should tap out. <laughs> yeah, they've done enough. They've done enough damage to this situation. You don't need to respond yeah. to that. I don't want to get you in trouble. This isn't getting me in trouble. They wasted the prime of two of the best players who have ever played Major League Baseball. It it is borderline criminal what the Angels have done over the last decade. Uh, And 
honestly, it's the, the biggest waste of talent I think we've ever seen. And that's that's not like a prisoner of the moment exaggeration thing. I actually think it is the biggest waste of talent we have ever seen. Yeah, it would be hard to find a close second, I think, like because like the 1927 Yankees won a World Series. Like, I don't know how where you would have to go back in time to find a greater waste of talent besides maybe bought but like at least bonds got to a world series like they didn't win but he got there yeah i mean like you can talk about the 90s indians and that's like a team that's very special to me because i grew up in cleveland watching those teams and they were incredibly talented and incredibly good uh they made a couple of world series right so at least they got there the angels made the, the angels made the playoffs once with mike trout and summarily got swept by Kansas City and yeah. have not been back since, including six full seasons with Shohei Otani winning a pair of MVPs and playing at MVP caliber level one other year. Yeah. The Mariners not winning when they had like Randy Johnson, Griffey, Edgar, Edgar and Buner, uh, even like A-Rod later. Yeah. But, yeah. But, w- but we keep coming back to the key point, which is that those teams all got there, like did something, yeah, right? Yes. They, they made the playoffs or they won lots of games or they or in the case of the Indians, they made the World Series and oh, yeah. won the division all every single season that that core was together over like a decade long run. This to Jeff's point, this team made the playoffs once and that was pre show. Hey, mo- most people forget that they were even in the playoffs. That's how quick it was. Yeah. And they've never it's even a disgrace had a winning on an season. entirely different level. Never mind a playoff season. They've never had a winning season yeah. with Shohei Otani and Mike Trout on the same team. Um, <clears throat> we're we're going to do like we're going to expand on it later. But what we, what was your takeaway from Mike Trout's emotional comments yesterday? I wonder if he wants to stay like I, Mike Trout is a super loyal guy, right? Like, that's just the, that is how he was raised. That's the sort of thing that matters to him. Um, And I think he desperately wants to win with the Angels. But I think he's also getting to the point now where when he looks at the next five years of what that organization is going to be, it's desolate. Like, there are some dark, dark days ahead. And if he had an owner who has proven capable in the past of going out and making rational baseball decisions to turn around this ship that's careening toward an iceberg on the fly, then, you know, maybe he would have a little more faith. Uh, But he doesn't. Um, His owner is at the wheel and he sees an iceberg ahead and he says, I bet my boat can go right through that motherfucker. And... And and instead, it's just (laughs) taking on water. And I mean, just like the Angels month from July 25th until like August 31st was arguably the worst month of baseball transacting that I have seen in my 20 years covering the sport. It was so ill-conceived. It was so poorly executed. It was so bad. And I look at Perry Manassian and I don't like blame him. You know, you have a mandate from your owner and he says, we're going to try to win. So you do what you can to win, you know, farm system be damned. And it's not like their system was very good to begin with, but to go out to mortgage the prospects you do have 
to get Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, CJ Crone, Randall Grichik, Dominic Leone, and then within a month to get rid of them to try and shed payroll, like to give them away is, um, <laughs> it's just, it's so bad. There's, there's no other way to put it. It's just so bad. And if you're Mike Trout and you're realizing, hey, you know, I don't know if my best years are behind me or not, but I know I've had a hard time staying on the field the last few seasons. And I know how difficult this game is. And I've seen people who I know and love and respect, like Albert Pujols, what a struggle it can be to play late into your 30s and, and how difficult that is. I need to be surrounded by people who can support me the same way that I've tried to support them over this decade where I've been as exemplary a Los Angeles angel as anyone who has ever worn the uniform or anyone who ever will wear the uniform. And, and so that's where the emotion's coming from, I think. I, it's, why, it's why I always like talking with ballplayers after they hit 30. I feel like something changes in them. There's a wisdom that comes with being around the game for a while. And I think Mike Trout, uh, as a player, as a husband, as a father, as all of these things, is growing into understanding what matters to him and trying to reconcile what the Los Angeles Angels have going forward with what matters to him. Of course, it's going to make him emotional because he wants to win there. And I think deep down, he knows that doing so, if not an impossibility, is going to be extreme difficulty. So he basically said, I expect to show up to spring training next year in an Angels uniform. I... I don't know what your read on it was. I didn't take that as a concrete. I am not going to get you because he has a full no trade, I believe. Um, I didn't take that. No, he's got 10. He's, he's got, he's got 10 and five, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think he has yeah. full. No, does he have full no trade in his contract? Too? Yeah, I think Both. I think he does have full no trade. But rego- regardless, he can say yes, no. It, he <clears throat> correct. I didn't take his uh, little speech in front of his locker yesterday as a full confirmation that a Mike Trout trade won't happen. I think that. Like discussions yeah. could still take place this winter. Is that the same read that you had on it? Yeah, I think it's a possibility. I think the, I mean, the trade market this winter has a chance to be wild. Like I, I'm kind of, you know, this is sort of like my thing. This is what I do. This is my job. And I'm extremely excited as I'm putting together like my super nerdy spreadsheet that I have all year, I have a tab that says trade candidates. And in trade candidates, it says Juan Soto, Tyler Glasnow, Pete Alonzo, Shane Bieber, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Max Fried, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Brandon Drury, Mike Trout, Alex Verdugo, Willie Adamas. Like there are a lot of big names who could be moved this off season. And I'm, I'm not sure if Trout is the, the biggest among them, but uh, he's certainly certainly up there. How many of those, if not all of them, are impacted by where Shohei Otani ultimately lands? I think that, you know, for for a lot of the guys, um, especially the pitchers there, um, the, it's probably not going to be connected too much. The You know, Alonzo is going to be talked about, uh, be, number one, because he's a free agent after 24, but... Number two, because there just aren't 
many good bats out there. Like when when you look at the free agent market, oh, my computer's about to die. Hold on a sec. Let's plug this bitch in. Um, when when you look at the free agent market <laughs> this off season, like it's it's pretty grim, guys. Is it not? Um, I mean, oh, at least from a free, yeah, the starting pitch is it ass. though? I, I think the honestly, I think the the pitching is is better than than the hitting. I mean, the top two players available are both Japanese dudes. Like Otani clearly won. Uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto is going to get the second most money this winter. I think. Like I, he's going to get over two hundred million dollars. Depends on. Easy, and it just depends on what the Red Sox say. But I mean, I feel like he's probably gonna <laughs> he's gonna love it here. He's gonna love it here. Wow, here and, man, and smell, and smell. And huh? smell. Wow. Like it's gonna be that's, it's gonna be a great winter. That's a, that's a hell of an offseason. No, 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 Wow. No, 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 no. Not Snell. Not Snell. But definitely, but definitely Yamamoto's coming to Boston. You know. That. Hold on, you're out on Snell. Did, does he not follow you? No, he does. We're friends. Actually, <laughs> you know what? I'm out on Snell because when I posted the video of me smoking all the cigarettes after Bogart signed with the Padres, he liked it. So now I don't want him here. <laughs> it's, it's bad vibes. He can't. He can't be like. When was the When was the last time before that that you had a cigarette? The, the day before. Okay. Just <laughs> I think I would love, I mean, Blake Snell, I love him. Great guy. I just think that he, I don't think that he would want to come here. No. Yeah, no. I think the Red Sox are probably going to be in the Blake Snell market. I just don't think that he would prefer Boston if it came down to it. You know who I think is a good, I, I like, I, I wonder about Aaron Nola in Boston. That's where I'm at as well. Yeah. I think, just, I, just think take that, I think, I think that's a spectacular fit. And uh, the, I mean, look, the Sox need to sign two pitchers this winter, and one of them Middle. needs to be a guy who can start opening day. It's not Corey Kluber, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it's not going to be the Klubot. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think that ship has sailed, unfortunately. Um, Jeff, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know that you're a very busy man. Hold on, I, I, I thought we were. I thought we were going to talk about Acuna. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so I I had been- because here's because here's the thing. I've just been getting absolutely killed. Like the mascot goes after me on a daily basis. Blooper, blooper. Yeah, blooper is the man. I love blooper. Uh, we have a very Blooper's special great. relationship. Yeah, uh, I had mentioned to you. I said it, I, the question how I was going to phrase it to you was: Is this the most boring award season that you can recall? Because I think every award essentially is wrapped up. Moral, it would you you don't think that Acuna has the NL MVP wrapped up? You know what the great thing is? The audio just died again, so I have no idea what the question is. But here's what I'm going to do: I'm just going to talk anyway. I'm just going to keep going right now. Uh, it, it's it's starting to like filter in in those little tiny packets. Like blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off here. Because I think this is an impo- I think okay. this is an important place to start. Ronald Acuna Jr. is the second best player in baseball. Like, can we agree on that? I, I think that I think that's yes. a pretty fair thing to say at this point. And I would take him over Mookie Betts. Um, and and I I get why Braves fans are angry. Like they're watching a historically great season. They're watching a 25 year old who's 
probably at the peak of his powers at the forefront of this team that has been steamrolling all of baseball this season and they want to see him get his due. And it's an entirely warranted feeling to have. But as someone who has in the past voted and I don't vote anymore because I feel like, you know, the um, the juice isn't worth the squeeze necessarily. Um, but when I did vote, I always thought that even when someone's having a great year, it deserves like a very thorough cross-examination. And and it's particularly the case when you have someone who has more wins above replacement than Ronald Acuna and Mookie Betts. And for the record, by the way, like I'm not one of those people who votes on war. I think that is so stupid. I think war is flawed. The defensive component of it like troubles me especially. But if it's close, it makes me ask questions. And I, you know, I, I think that the asking of questions and like the outright refusal of Acuna truthers to even acknowledge the strength of Betts's candidacy is what bothers me. If you dismiss the ability to play in a corner outfield spot and both infield spots, if you act like that is not something that is unique and special among elite players, you do not know baseball. <laughs> like, just simple as that. You don't get it. And, and here's the thing. Mookie Betts is allowed to do amazing things while Ronald Acuna Jr. is doing incredible things. The two are not mutually exclusive. And so the, the whole point of this conversation with the two is to try and figure out which one adds and provides more value, right? And I think in the end, Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to win the National League MVP award. And honestly, we're not at the end of the season yet, and I don't cast my votes until the last day. But if it's right now, I think Ronald Acuna Jr. should win the MVP award. But it's not running away. It's not like he's up on this level here and Mookie Betts is just trying to climb the ladder. No, like the two are like about as close as you can get. They have the same OPS plus. They have the same weighted runs created plus. So offensively, they are very similar. And defensively, Betts is better. Now, the stolen base thing is real. But to me, like the, the argument in favor of Acuna, when you have guys who are so close together like this, Acuna's played seven more games and has like 40 or 50 more plate appearances than him. That to me is the differentiator because if your slash levels are similar, then the production depends on the number of times you've come to the plate. And because Acuna has come to the plate more, he has produced more. Ergo, I think by the slightest of margins, he is the guy right now. Well, is it, isn't getting to the plate more so related to his teammates and giving him the opportunity. I mean, he has to put the ball in play for the actual at bat to count, right? But yeah, it's the seven more games, though. Like in in terms of plate appearances per game, Acuna leads by like a slight margin, but it's not it's not that big. Um, I, I look at that Dallas as like, why does he have so many more runs scored than Mookie? Uh, because of the guys who yep. are around him, and sure, uh, you know why you I'm know. I was just going to say, I'm just glad you, I'm glad you made the point of Mookie Betts moving around defensively because it's almost like Mookie being able to do what he's doing offensively and then provide you what he's providing you with defensively in a multitude of places is like 
it feels like really the only next best thing is if Mookie could pitch. Yes. Right? Yes. And and like, could you imagine having a dude like that in the game doing what Mookie's doing and pitching? I, I mean, look, uh, if wow. if Ronald Acuna Jr. could play middle infield positions, uh, he would have been the shortstop at the beginning of the season for the Atlanta Braves. Like he just would have been over Orlando Arcia. Like that's just the plain and yeah. simple fact. And and he can't. And I, I don't look at him as any less of a player because he can't do this crazy thing that only like a, a once in a generation freak athlete who no like no team would ever conceive of trading can do. I mean, like getting rid of Mookie Betts, like who would do that? Gener- gen- Generational talent, foundational type talent, Jeff. Yeah, no doubt. And <laughs> here's the thing: I feel like Dominic Mysterio on Raw right now. He's getting booed so loud at all times. And the question is: I always wonder, like, how can he talk over that audience that is booing him as much as they are? And it turns out that it's not that hard. <laughs> Very doable. Very doable. I'm sorry, Rocket, but I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I had to. I always have to. You didn't. Have I do. To. I do have you to, though, because here's the thing: how many people who come on this show are going to immediately go after? You? Well, not even immediately. I let that one burn a little bit. But how many people are? Go- <laughs> yeah, how many people did. are going to go after you the way that I have always, will always? And Dallas, Dallas called me fat an hour ago. Did you really? I did. I, yeah, hold on, did. let's see. Jeff, if, Stand up. Yeah, if you'd seen him with his shirt Dallas off, yeah, you don't, don't, yeah. That's why he's wearing a baggy hooded sweatshirt. Yeah, me too. Like, I know the baggy feeling. Out there. There's no vacancy. There's no vacancy in those sleeves, <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> kidding me? Oh, baggy. Yeah, tell me what it's like to have sleeves. I, I, I can't, I can't have sleeves. Yeah, he's got pipe cleaner arms. Um, Jeff Passan. ESPN. You can watch him on the wild card coverage of uh, the postseason. Uh, is there anything? Is there anything that you would like to plug, Jeffrey? Before do you have a GoFundMe for the poor tree that you hurt? Uh, no, but I I will take uh, solicitations on charities that that we donate the uh, the bat because we're gonna find a truck. You're gonna find a trucker for me, right? I mean, yes, someone listening is going to step up and probably get in touch with me before they get in touch with you. And if you're if the tree is as big as you say it is, there's like Dallas knows a bunch of bat companies like you should make a bunch of bats out of the tree and then auction them. He's I not would buy cutting the I, whole tree down. I mean, if he's got. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, I expected Jeff Passon to go out there and cut the tree. No, I. there are people that will go th- to his house. I mean, that's not going to be something he's choosing to do. He's not going to walk out like the tree serving its purpose. It's a nice ornamental piece in his front yard. He's not looking to remove no. the fucking thing. The branch fell. I'm, we not? we actually we actually no we actually did look into removing the whole yeah. thing because See? it is an annoying take. Do you know how much it costs to have a giant yes. tree? Removed? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I just got a quote for three grand to take two fucking trees down. Yeah, this one this one was twelve grand to get removed. So there you go, Dallas. How many bats got, could could the you tree make out thus stand? Yeah, well, that's that's gonna be fell in a in a neighborhood. So you got you're, you're working with a little different uh, parameters there. I, 
my, yeah, my internet cut out. I'm sorry. Uh, you can make a lot. So of it is you. It has been you. No, no, no. It's just me. All right. It's just me that one time. I'm, I, I'm, I, I've, tr- I'm trying this new thing called accountability, uh, which I, I think I did with you as we were texting. I said I was accountable for something, but then I think I withdrew it because I was no longer accountable. But in this particular instance, it was my no. internet. Uh, I, I think we should do this. Take the fucking tree down. Make a bunch of bats. You can have Jeff sign them all. It'll be great. I think it'd be great for charity. I, I'm 100% on board with that. And uh, if you want to fund, you know, if, if Baseball is Dead uh, has a budget toward taking down my tree in the front yard, uh, you guys can have, by all means, if you want to get the tree cut down and you feel like you can get the money back by auctioning things off, I, I think my wife would actually probably be on board with that. There's I think. Yeah, I, I'm down for that. I would do that. I would pay. I would pay to have the tree cut down. If we have a bat company, that I got a bat company and make that done. To, I'll sign them up to do it. They, if they knew that they would be doing this, they'd be all in on it. So I'm just going to sign them up. Birdman is in. Yeah. Yeah. OK, done. All right. We got a bat company. We just need uh, some sort of uh, company that's going to come cut down the tree. Done. We'll figure that out. All, all I'm asking for is a signed bat out of all this. That's all I want. That's all I want. I think I can do that. Done. All right. I think we just made a bunch of money for a charity. Do we have a charity in mind? Is there like a is there like a, a bro- broken back sixteen year old boy foundation? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we should we should take solicitations on that, and uh, okay. whoever whoever steps up to the plate, yeah. uh, I, I will let you pick. And congratulations, okay. Jeff, because it's not every day that uh, that married men actually take the wood away from the missus and put a smile on her face. Yeah. <laughs> on that note goodbye <laughs> thank you jeff that's jeff passing espn uh that was great i love passing um postseason is coming up though you shouldn't have to worry about when or where you're buying your tickets to your next big event game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater events near you with killer Last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Uh, confirmed, I believe we're going to Atlanta for the Division Series. There are some rumors about an American League team. Uh, if the, I'm Again, I'm not going to say it because last year we kind of teased like, oh, yeah, you know, when the Braves get to the NLCS, that's where we're going to go. And they didn't make it there. There's an American League team that we're eyeing if they make it to the ALCS. So there's going to be some postseason travel here and game time hooking us up with the best tickets at the best prices. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices. Show your total upfront so you know uh, what you're getting is a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds with two taps. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even in the hours after it starts, ooh, it's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app, create an account, use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D, and that'll get you $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, use the promo code Jared for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, In the interview with Jeffrey Passan, 
uh, we brought up the Mike Trout stuff. And for those who have not heard the audio, I think we should circle back to that topic and have a broader discussion about it because uh, this is going to be amongst the many conversations that take place that we can at least um, predict will happen this offseason. This is going to be a big one. And this was Mike Trout yesterday. An emotional. Well, that, I was Mike just going to say, yesterday. picture him crying almost. Well, I mean, you can fucking hear. I know. Him well, you, well he, I mean, people is, see people, is people that don't see that face. Don't see it like you can hear it. But it's like, fuck, man. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is emotional. I'll do the face. Keeping you out so, the rest of the way. Yeah, it's frustrating. Um, it's. Uh, it's better now, obviously, but um, I wanted to get back. Uh, it's tough, so it's been hard on me. So, yeah. Are these emotions because of the frustrations of this year, or is it compounding because of the injuries? I just out there. Yeah, the injuries. Uh, that sucks. I mean, like I said, you know, all the hard work and stuff, and just freak stuff happens. So, but I'm trying to stay positive. So, came back. Probably sooner than I should. I wanted to be out there with the guys, pushed it, and uh, it was just sore. I was just uncomfortable. Um, you know, when I came back, it was I was in pain. You know, I was just, my swing wasn't right. Um, just uh, wasn't myself, and just trying to. I was taking it day by day, trying to for the soreness and the, and uh, just the discomfort to go away, and never did. Now. <laughs> Giving it, you know, a few extra weeks off. It's going away. Starting my swing process. I've been swinging. Um, obviously, um, not going to come back. Um, but I wanted to. Um, just, I just want to get my head straight for the off season. Have a clear my mind. Um, just to have a healthy off season. Are you certain though that you want to stay here to get through this? See. It's, it's, I go through this every year. So it's like, <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I think, um, there's private conversations I have with, with Artie and, and John and didn't say you know, yes or no. It's, uh, like I said, I'm doing the same thing I did last, last, what, 13 years, just going to the off season, clearing my mind, getting ready for spring and, you know, wearing an angels uniform in spring. So do you, do you feel confident in the direction that this franchise is headed in after the season now? I mean, look, <laughs> the last few weeks has been, been, been tough. Um, I get that, but uh, there isn't no uh, no one in here that wants to win more than me. Okay, so a lot of non answers in there. <clears throat> like, are you mm. are you uh, do you feel good about the direction the Angels are going in? Uh, no one wants to win more than me. Okay, that's not what I fucking asked. <laughs> like, that's just not what I fucking asked you. Uh, you know, do you see yourself? You know, do you want to still be here? Well, you know, we're gonna have conversations and yada yada yada, and like, you know, I'll show up and this happens every year. Like, he he wasn't necessarily answering the questions that he was asked, <clears throat> which is why uh, when I brought that up to Passon about, you know, even though he mentioned there's that one line about, you know, I'm going to show up to spring training in an angel's uniform, yada, yada. It he he didn't completely shut the door on the conversation. If you're asked point blank, do you want to be here? And you don't immediately jump to, yeah, this is where I want to be. Like, you know, we can shut that down right now. Like, I know I saw the reports, but this is where I want to be. That's not how he answered the question. Do you, are, you, are, are you, do you see the vision? Do you think that this organization is heading in a, in a path where you can see themselves or you can see the Angels organization winning in the future? Well, no one wants to win more than me. 
Okay. Well, because Jared, Jared has- logically, logically, just just what would you say about Mike Trout if he did answer those questions and gave you the answer that you would want to hear from a player if what was going on in the front office and what was going on with ownership and what was also going on surrounding the best player in the game who happens to be on the same team as Trout wasn't going on. If he gave you those answers, it'd be one thing. But because everything that is going on with his franchise is going on, he can't give you those. He can't answer that. What would you have him say about the future of the franchise? That he's confident in it? Any show of confidence in the future of the franchise would leave you in a position to lambaste Mike Trout for going, oh, really, buddy? They just they just got rid of well, how I, many guys? I was, wait- they just- I was waiting for him to lie. He didn't lie. He didn't lie. I was waiting for him to lie. He did not. So, so, um, so you, so, so I do respect that there. I, I'm not saying that there was a correct answer to give. I'm just reading into the non-answers. Well, but, 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 like, but that's partly uh, the correct answer to give is the non-answer because yeah, any I'm, other, I'm not, I'm not any other option. I'm not saying it wasn't the correct. I'm not saying it wasn't the yeah, correct answer. Any other option? If you read between the lines, right. I, I heard everything I need to hear. Um, I think Mike Trout is not on the angels at the start of next season. Mm. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I, I just, I get it that there were like some of those questions are functionally impossible to answer without like burying the team or giving away your intentions. Mm -hmm. But I think the combination of the level of emotion that he was showing the the self-reflection on baseball mortality and the the toll that the last couple of years have taken and the reality of where the I, I think it is. It is untenable to me that if Mike Trout cares about winning as much as he says he does, which I believe he cannot return to that team next year because it is it it is a dead on arrival team to start 2024. The Angels have zero hope as it relates to next season specifically. I just think that was he didn't answer. But to me, the sentiment that comes off of those comments is that it, it. it's a he's what do you say? It's a private conversation between and, me, Artie, yeah. and some other guy that yeah. he said. Um, and some other guy. I mean, I, I think he said John. Yeah. I, I don't know who that is, but like maybe it's his agent. I don't know. But the the point is, is that I think he left enough breadcrumbs with those responses, even if they were exceptionally vague, to run with the idea that he's not going to be on the team next year, or at least that's, walk with it. That's I just, why the emotion. I don't see how it's yeah, possible. That's why exactly. That is why the emotion was what it was. Think about what we have seen from Mike Trout over the last three years in terms of his personality. We had bitched and complained and people had talked about never hearing Mike Trout taking stances in regards to the goings-on in our game. And what did he do? He came out and had public opinions about Rob Manfred and how things were being handled with the Astros and blah, 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 right? And then he's out publicly for the first time this year talking about wanting to win and needing that to be an important priority for him in his career. So as Passon alluded to, players starting to grow into and be comfortable with what they want, I think it's Mike Trout having come to terms with the fact that he gave this franchise everything he's had. The best parts of his career will go to the Angels. And unfortunately, he'll have nothing to show for that. 
ex, you know, as far as the championship goes, as far as the postseason run goes, as far as building the legacy goes. He'll have the money. And now I think it's that look in the mirror moment where is it worth or was it worth the exchange? Was it worth the winning? Because I thought I was here and I thought we were going to be making decisions for this to be a thing. And it didn't happen. It didn't unfold that way. And I've been the I've been the staple here the whole time. And now it's a franchise just kind of looking at me as somebody who can either maybe get them some help in a return, or they're going to look at me as the savior I've always been and still do nothing to support me. That's where that emotion's coming from. He's coming to terms with his reality and the fact that he's probably not going to spend the rest of his career in an Angels uniform and the fact that the legacy that could have been, I don't want to say has passed him by, but do I believe it's too late for the post-seasons that we were wanting to see out of Mike Trout to help solidify who he is in the game? I don't know that he needed those post-seasons, but damn it, wouldn't it be nice to be having those conversations about what Trout did in the post-season three, four years in a row? That'd be fucking, that'd be awesome. Good news is the Angels already said that they're open to trading him. They are. If he wants out. So the question is, is like if anyone's going to give up what the Angels want, to happen. I, I don't know that I agree that the window is closed on like a run though. Like he he's only 32. He'll he'll a run for the Angels. No, no, no. For, for Trout, like to for Trout to end up on a team and not just be a complimentary piece. Like I still think that he oh, could I, be the guy. I completely agree with you. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, mean, it, it, I think it's a case by case. You know, like if you stick him on the Dodgers, is Mike Trout going to be the guy? No. He's not. I mean, like, you you he, can he almost even, argue that you could put, you could say he's the third best player on the team. Well, you, <laughs> if he goes to the Dodgers, he's the third best player on the but, team. But you could put Mike Trout. Th- think about putting Mike Trout right. on any one of the AL Central or NL Central teams that were a contender. It almost feels like Mike Trout puts either one of those teams over the edge based on what they have regarding a supporting cast that he just assuming full health. Well, sure, sure. I mean, I think that's how you have to have these conversations. But if that's the case. You got to think that those seasons look a hell of a lot different, not only for Trout personally, but for the team he's on. Like, I'm not telling you that the Pirates are making a surge. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm telling you that the mystery to the Central. If you put, if you put Mike Trout on the on the Milwaukee Brewers. Dang, that's what I was just going to really say. Feel, I was going to say that division. that much more differently if he's just one guy? That division is revealed yes. a lot sooner. That division reveals yeah. itself a lot sooner. That's the whole point about Mike Trout having a supporting cast is he just hasn't had anything else. And now you can say him and Shohei. He and Shohei have not had anything else. And this is what it has turned into. You put either one of those dudes, split them up, and, and put, them, put them in Milwaukee. Put them in, in you know wherever. Put them in fucking Cincinnati. And watch Shohei and Mike make that race. Put Mike out in Minnesota. Right. Mike's going to Chicago. Don't even start with that. He's Any of these teams, though, I think the point stands. Jared's right. Like this idea that he can't be one of the 15 best players in baseball and by by in well, turn, say, one of the say, best players on any that, given team. That he- I don't know. But if there are people out there and, you know, there are people with dumb takes on every possible topic, I I, I think that I think <laughs> yeah, Mike Trout it- is the, he has a he has a half decade run, in my opinion, of like damn near elite level baseball still in him. We are talking about the greatest player of his generation 
prior to Shohei Otani showing up. And I just don't think that like there's a lot of evidence that those players can remain effective deep into their mid and late 30s. And I just I, I think it would be a mistake to write him off or to view this contract as like a complete albatross. I think he's very capable of earning the rest of this contract, quote unquote, well, for a new Oh, and team. there's no doubt that there's a team out there that can look at him and look at what they have in place and figure out a way to squeeze some juice out of Artie. And then that number that they have to cover is going to be more than worth acquiring Mike Trout. Absolutely. Yep. My, yep. my point, what I, what I was saying about the postseason was, let's say we have a Mookie Betts worth of at-bats or worth of postseason experience under the belt of Mike Trout. Wouldn't we all like to see what that looks like? Wouldn't we all, aren't we all wondering what that kind of experience for Mike Trout looks like? What that kind of experience for us as fans would be like? That was what I was saying is, I think we are at a point where his ability to create that for himself has taken a hit. But as far as being an impact type of player anywhere in baseball, he is still Mike Trout. Let's not sleep on that. Jay Hayes got to bounce. Uh, thank you, Justin Havens. We will see you tomorrow. All right. That's Justin Havens. One of the best to ever do it. Um, Joseph, where are you at on all this Mike Trout stuff? Are you are you convinced that he's going to be on a new team next year? Or do you leave some room for him to remain with the Angels? I I think oh my god, I leave a lot of room that he'll still be in the Angels just because we've kind of seen this before. It just seems it honestly seems too good to be true. Like how much everyone, I'll speak for myself, how awesome it would be to see Mike Trout get out of Anaheim would be so sick. Him going to a new team would be wild, but. It just seems almost too good to be true. I'm like I guess I'm like fifty fifty because it does make sense. It just comes down to the Angels actually making the deal because Mike Trout seems like he'd like to go. Angels have said they're willing to consider it, let him go if he wants to go, but it's the fucking Angels who we know fuck up everything well, no matter what even- it is. <laughs> so well, they got to pull a trigger on a trade. Are they going to get what they want? Who knows? And can they do what they did with Otani this year when it seemed kind of clear to most people the baseball decision? Keep uh, trade him, get what he can get, and they didn't do it. I could, you know, we just saw him make this decision and not make this decision. Had the opportunity to make it and not make it. So, yeah, I'm not sold it's going to happen. I want it to happen more than anything. You can't have this conversation until the Shohei Otani situation is resolved. If you're the, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. Because well, if you're that, you you think you think that there are people. Real human beings in the Angels organization who think that they have a chance to re-sign Shohei the Otani. Only, you think the that they the only one person. Look, dude, we can't have this conversation about the downside of what's going on with the Angels. And then in this moment, in this conversation, in that question, just disregard why we're having the conversation. We're having the conversation because of one dude, the owner. One dude. And that's the only dude that matters. So if that dude, Jared, thinks that they have a shot, guess what? Then that matters. I, that matters. I, I I think the real reason why you wait is like if show if, if the it's, Giants the Giants have now whiffed on Bryce Harper, uh Carlos Aaron Judge, 
Correa, like they are star hungry and they're a team that has literally gotten to the point where the press conference Carlos was- Correa was <laughs> in the fucking hotel getting ready for the press conference. That's how close they got to getting their star. I think the reason why you wait is if the San Francisco Giants, for example, uh, are a team that are in on Shohei Otani and they whiff, then it's like, all right, now we pivot to Mike Trout. And it's like, man, we missed out on Shohei, Judge, Correa, Harper, all these fucking dudes. Like, what does it take to get Mike Trout? Like, give us fucking something. And that's that's why you wait. It's not because you think that you're going to retain Shohei. It's because whatever teams miss out on whatever stars is like, well, you well, want Mike Trout? Well, we can well, Mike Trout? Remember, remember, Trout. remember, Otani stayed. Why? Because there was somebody who thought they had a chance to retain him, Jared. And who was that somebody? The owner. So that's the same person, the only person that matters again in this situation. So it's really not a matter of waiting Otani out because if you're in on him, you will be focusing on him. And then you'll, as an organization, pivot to Mike Trout, your second priority. Because this is a guy who you know is going to be here. So you don't even have to worry about him. You don't have to concern yourself with him. So when you figure out what's happening with Otani, and I'm saying this, it's not a matter of the Angels deciding. It's a matter of what Otani decides. But the problem is the Angels are the ones who Otani has a leverage over because the Angels slash one guy believes they have the chance to retain him and will be pursuing it as such. That's again where the Angels get hamstrung. Because while they could be or maybe should be entertaining the idea of moving Mike Trout and what those packages look like, what that could conceivably be, their focus will not be there. It will be on chasing a unicorn. And they're going to be in the fucking forest picking up unicorn droppings going, well, I think he, I think he went that way. I'm not sure, though. And they're never going to catch him. Yeah, it's true. Angels, they are, it's a front office ran by monkeys, the dumbest fucking people alive. They are in the forest. They are smelling shit, and they might actually think they can re-sign Otani. So I could see that being a factor. They got to wait, but I just I just pray every morning. Please don't let Mike Trout stay in the Angels, or God forbid, Shohei goes back. If Shohei goes back to the Angels, we might have to what? put it in our own hands and actually do something <laughs> <like> illegal <laughs> and to make and something that's the happen. Thing with Trout, that's, he just told you like he told you when he was talking about his injury. He wanted to be out there with the boys. Slash. Shohei was there and I was going to come back. So if Shohei's back, I'm back. We got a chance. Shohei went down. I went down. We had no chance. He has already proven to have been willing to attach the wagon in terms of if he's out there, I'm out there type of approach to Shohei. Why would it differ if Shohei says, I'm out, buddy. Hey, more power to you for hanging in here and wanting to bring one back to Anaheim. I don't see it happening. A lot of that was based on you and me being here. I'm not going to be here. I don't think they did you many favors while you were here before I got here. They didn't do us any favors. So let me know how that goes. I don't even want to put Joe's scenario into the universe right now. Like I, I can't live in a world where Shohei is like, fuck it, I'm coming back. Could you imagine, like the 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 reaction on baseball Twitter would just be like, no, like how how no, 
There's no way. He'd be the most hated player in the league. It'd just go, it would just but, go but nobody, 100 to 0. Because Shohei is the baseball god to but nobody's, fuck this guy. nobody's in his position. Nobody has ever been in this position. Like, yeah, we could say that around every corner with Shohei because nobody's going into yeah. free agency having what he has, having done what he has done. Nobody's also going into free agency having done what he's done. And the value of him being attached to his ability to do both and one of those abilities now being brought into question because of an injury. Like there's just so many different variables into weighing Otani. He's a big guy. <laughs> He's a big guy. Probably weighs a lot. I don't, I just don't need that in my life. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to live in a world where both Mike Trout and Shohei Otani had the opportunity to be set free and they both agreed to stay with their captors. <laughs> like they just, they'd be dead in three years. It'd take three years b- before they're both dead. <laughs> I mean, seven Tommy Johns. If Otani played seven more years with the Angels, he'd need t- seven more Tommy Johns. Uh, I don't want it, Dallas. Yeah, well, I don't want it. It appears to be our reality as of right now. No, it doesn't. Don't even don't. No, don't even fucking start. That's not even that's not even on the radar right now. Like there there nothing really is on the radar. Like that's why I, I mean, if, if anyone was going to know, pass was going to know. So I was like, all right, like power rank, you know, the, the potential landing spots for Shohei. And he didn't like he gave he gave potential landing spots, but he did not put them in any particular order. He just said, here, here are the suitors here, are what the suitors might be. Um, so yeah, at least we have that list. We don't know who the favorite is right now, but, um, I do know. But what Jeff did say that I have been saying forever is that Tani doesn't really care about money and it's all going to come down to what team can win and what team is going to give him, uh, the most flexibility to do what he wants to do in terms of like be Shohei Otani pitch hit, not have to worry about doing interviews all the time and just off the field, making his life easy. And stuff like that, accommodating franchises. I mean, that's I've been saying that since day one. Mm. Me and you, mm-hmm. smartest guys in the game. That's you guys. Knock around sunglasses, the best sunglasses in the game. I know that. <clears throat> the summer may be over, but the sun is still shining. And you need a pair of great shades that you don't have to baby. Knock around sunglasses is the go-to for quality polarized shades that won't break the bank. Plus, they just released the first set of teams for their official MLB collection, including Red Sox and Yankees. Don't be the guy that's squinting into the sun or worried about messing up your expensive shades. Playoffs are just around the corner, and Knock Around will have you looking fresh for all the action. Check out knockaround.com. For great-looking polarized shades starting at just 28 bucks, and use the promo code ROCKET, and that'll get you free shipping on your order. Shout-out to Knockaround. Um, should, I, uh, should I try for Ploof again, or do we want to try our mystery guest? Let's say you should aim for the mystery guest. Call them both at the same time and yeah, hang know, up whoever do that answers. prank. You put oh, them yeah. on the phone together. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call them. What? What's up, boy? <clears throat> What's going on? 
Um, you're on with Dallas Braden, who you remember you made a fake uh, Twitter account posting his career highlights. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Dude, man, that Ty Wigington ball in the second deck at the tall team. You know what, <laughs> you God. son of a bitch? <laughs> Listen, all right, let's. I'm really trying to stay calm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Because I'm I'm very tense, and because I mean today for the Astros, I mean it's it's a playoff game mm-hmm. essentially, and uh, it's whenever this happens, like I tend to make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying. I'm really trying to keep my cool. Keep it so, cool. So. You better not fucking. I know what you're gonna do, you motherfucker. <laughs> what am I gonna do? I I know what you're. Gonna, are you wearing that damn cowboy hat? No, I'm not wearing it right now. Yeah, you're damn right you aren't. <laughs> I mean, the text text tried to call me yesterday and and like get me on like cultural appropriation for wearing a fucking cowboy. It's fair. Hat. It's fair. That's bullshit. No, you were you were just being a little bitch. Uh, I was. God, God damn. Yes, you were, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Look. What? All right. Is Jay Hay there? No, he actually had to leave, unfortunately. No, but, yeah. but Jared is now wearing uh, the cowboy hat, Tex. I just wanted you to know that. Yep. Dude, I'm a Tommy Pham your ass. Yeah, well, <laughs> guess what? Yeah, your sister bought me this hat. <laughs> you, 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 you know, fucking you, fuck you, dude. The reason I couldn't come on on, what is it, Tuesday? Monday. It's because Monday. I, was fu- I was fucking your sister. Go ask her about it. All right? I was balls deep in her, filling her to the fucking brim. Uh, Texas under a lot of stress because <laughs> the Houston Astros are fighting for their playoff <laughs> their playoff lives right now. They are yeah, uh, dude, this is, this they, is not good. They got a half game lead on the Seattle Mariners. I mean I've been keeping in touch with Tex this entire time because we talk about them Strohs and I try to tell him, I was like, you know, like, I feel like this is still a good team. I still think that they've got a chance to to run it back to the ALCS again. Every time I say that, you're like, nope, they're a bunch of frauds. You don't watch this team every day. They don't have the pitching. Like, well, you can make the case that they don't have the pitching, but to, to say that an 86 and 72 team, a team that has a wild card spot right now, doesn't have what it takes is asinine Tex. You're a fucking idiot, dude. Look, so last year, they played all season. They were consistent. Mm -hmm. This year, I don't think they've been consistent at any point. That's fair. Either the the pitching is good and the hitting sucks or vice versa. And, I mean, in postseason, October, you're not going to win. I mean, both pitching and hitting need to nut the fuck up. And I don't see that happening. It is Dusty Baker, that guy, senile old man. Fucking, mm-hmm. why? Why is he not starting the Iron Field? Some of the some of the decisions he makes are just so perplexing. Like he should have retired after he won the World Series last year. I, you go out on the top of your game, right? I mean, Dusty. No offense, you hadn't won a World Series in what twenty plus years, and then you think you're gonna. All of a sudden, win it back back. There's a reason. Didn't he, he never win a World Series? Wasn't that his first? That was his first. Yeah. Yeah, but now, like, he thought he was going to run it back. He got greedy. And now, like, what sucked is he's 
been great to the game of baseball. You can't tell the story of baseball without Dusty Baker. I mean, the man invented the high five mm-hmm. when he was on the dock. True. And but now what he's gonna be remembered as is like a team, uh, the manager of a team that was talented enough to go all the way. But you know, hell, we could miss the playoffs. You know. So you, why are you talking like that? You you all right? Put it this way. Let's just say the playoffs started today. Let's say the season ends today. You don't like your chances against the Minnesota Twins? No. The Minnesota Twins have had the second best record in the American League since the All-Star break. Alright? It's it doesn't matter how you start, it's how you finish. And guess, they're they're yeah. playing good ball right now. And they got Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, and Joe Ryan. And I know Joe Ryan, he's uh but when he executes, Joe Ryan's a damn good pitcher. So I'm people are sleeping on Minnesota. And then if they get Correa back in the playoffs, I mean, ah, there is nobody else I want at shortstop if my team is in the playoffs than Carlos Correa. He he rises to the occasion. And they got, you know, Royce Lewis. I, I know he's got a hamstring thing going on. But that, that dude, if he can come back, he can play. And Byron Buxton, I know he's like pretty – what's he hitting, like a – 200, but he's still fucking firing Buxton. Mm-hmm. You know, like you put him on the damn field, he's gonna play. And, you know, some people just rise to the occasion and it's their fucking time, dude. The Twins haven't won a playoff game since what, 2004? Yep. Johan Santana. And, no, and nobody is expecting them to win. And as you can see, when there's no pressure on you, you're playing with loose butthole, you play good. Look at fucking Kansas City, Oakland. Hell, they just came into Houston and beat the shit out of us. That's that's important in baseball. That's right. I mean, you lost to the A's, right? And you lose to the A's and the Royals. Yeah, but they were playing because their season's over. They're like, "Fuck it," you know. I mean, their what, season's what? been over since the second week of fucking <laughs> April. I don't think that there makes a difference. About? Like, they're not playing a loser. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it, every team that comes that plays the Astros, they want to beat them. All right, they they have the Astros circled on the calendar. And I don't think the Astros realize it. they don't have any swagger. Like, and that clubhouse, I, I think there's no leader really on the team. I, it's Michael Brantley, but I mean, he can't, he's hurt and uh, he really can't do it all. And you I don't think Altuve is not a leader. Altuve is, he's soft spoken. He's not like, he is who he is. And that's fine. Some people got it, some people don't. You know, Verlander. That I, he is a great pitcher, but Justin Verlander cares about Justin Verlander only. That's you know, probably fair. In 2021, here, Dallas, are you there? I'm here. He's there. All right. All right. So let's say you pitch half a season on the A's and you get hurt or whatever, whatever, which probably did happen. And then the A's go to the, like, they make a postseason run. Are you going to be in the dugout for that run just to, support your guys um well there's actual there's rules against whether or not guys like there's certain amount of uniform personnel that are allowed in the dugout well brantley and jason castro were in the dugout last year yeah for sure they weren't playing yeah no i mean but that's like like yeah you can you, you can be down there go watch the astros 2021 postseason and find me one shot at Justin Verlander in that dugout. Mm. One. 
<clears throat> what the fuck is wrong with you, boy? You are, <laughs> and what is he? He was 38 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't change. I know people say like, yeah, he's a better teammate now. Like, I mean, that's something they instill in you in little. You support your team regardless. All right. Mm-hmm. And honestly, man, I don't like the outlook on the Astros. I think the next couple of years, we're going to fall back to earth a little bit. What is it that stands out to you the most about what will be the Astros Achilles heel in the playoffs? Is it the starting pitching? Is it the bullpen? I, 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 no, I think it'll be uh, Dusty. I think he's going to make oh, uh, some tax. Tax. Out of, out of all the things you could have picked, it's the manager that just fucking won a World Series last year? He, he, we won that World Series in spite of Dusty B. That <laughs> motherfucker, he was... What was that? Game uh, game three, game four, when Lance McCullers was a fucking throwing BP yeah, at Citizens yeah, Bank. Yeah, yeah. And then after the game, he's like, yeah, I just had to leave Lance in there, you know, fucking, he had to wear him. He's <laughs> acting like it's a fucking getaway day, getaway game in August. <laughs> it's a fucking World Series, dude. God, like, are you, ugh, I can't stand that motherfucker. <clears throat> I, I'm but, trying to I'm trying to think back to remember if you were always like this. Like I can't remember like in 17 or 18 if you were like, if you were like cocky going into those series or if you were like yeah you know we don't have what it takes. Like I can't remember. I I want to say that you were in you, 17. No, in 17 I I I knew I knew we were gonna win. I mean because you just say whatever you want, but the biggest tragedy in the country in 2017. Well, not the biggest tragedy, but remember Hurricane Harvey? Yeah, yeah. You went down there yeah, and you yeah, were helping think, out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And when I came back, I'm on camera. I said, it's going to be something when we win the World Series. You know, it just it makes perfect sense. And baseball is like that, man. I think baseball, is. there's always a team adjustment. I mean, shit. Look at 2019 National. They don't even make it out of the wild card if Trent Christian doesn't uh, if he makes that play in uh, right field, and then Howie Kendrick hitting the homer against Clayton Kershaw or whatever, or Joe Kelly, mm-hmm. like they have those little things like go right for you. And last year I knew too, like when your Don in that first game against the Mariners hit that bomb, walk it off. Yep, I was like, okay, we're we're gonna win off of Robbie. So Ray. it's yeah, you know, it's little things like that you gotta watch for. I mean, it's. It's weird. Baseball, it, baseball just sucks though. Like it's just so, it's just so impossible to predict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure everyone feels really bad about the fucking uh, Astros fan that gets to see his team go to the ALCS every single year, and they may not make it this year. Boohoo, Tex. Shut the fuck up, Robert. What the? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? You, you weren't said, there, man. You, you weren't there. Oh. You weren't there. You haven't been here. Dude, I, I remember watching fucking tw- 20, I think it was uh, 2013, my girlfriend at the time. She brought me, she bought me uh, tickets for my birthday. It was, like, I think it was against the Indians. It was 420, April 20th. Mm-hmm. And we drove to Houston. I was really excited. I think uh, the, Gianni hit two homers. I, it was like 13 to nothing in the second inning. Some crazy shit like that. And I convinced her to say it to say because I was like, we might be witnessing history here. So, yeah, it's they were they were really bad for a long time. Yeah, and uh, you know our prospects, <clears throat> our farm system just is not good. And uh, Jim Crane, 
he's becoming Jerry Jones, in my opinion. You, I, I've seen your tweets. You have you have absolutely maniacal tweets about the Houston Astros. Um, <clears throat> what's your Twitter? It's Dylan Stone. What? Doctor Hip Hops. Doctor Hip Hops. All right. Yeah. Because mother, some some motherfucker took my old one. I DM'd him. I said I want it fucking back. He never got back. To me. Yeah, it's Doctor Hip Hops with a Z. Z. At yeah. The end. Uh, follow Tex as the Astros try to make it seven straight ALCS appearances. Am I allowed to call you throughout the playoffs if the Astros if the Astros actually make another run? Are you going to come back on and talk about the Astros, even though you gave yeah, up? Yeah, man. Look, I hope I'm wrong. I don't want to see the Astros not win. But it's I'm being objective here. Okay. And what I see is what I see. Like I, I know what good baseball looks like and they are not playing good baseball. Then and you know what? I'll say this right now. One of the most underrated baseball minds in the Barstool office back in the day. I mean, Tex did not get enough credit for for knowing ball. Tex Tex was probably a, a top three baseball guy. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I I mean I love this shit. And hate it too. I remember he was with the fucking uh the Brewers and Jet Bandy came in and you knew who he was and no one else did. Yeah, no, he played for the Arkansas Travelers. Mm-hmm. Um and I told him I was like, I'm surprised he made it to the major league. Yeah. Because he was not he was not very good. Yeah. Tex it's kind of rude in hindsight. <clears throat> that's fine, but you, you speak your mind, you speak your truth, Tex, and that's why we that's why we love and appreciate you. Yeah, I got a question for Dallas. Dallas actually had to leave. He's gone now. Oh, what a pussy. I know. Next time next time we call you, uh, we'll probably call you during the division series. Or no, we'll call you during the wild card if, round. If, if we if we make it there, man. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a call we'll, during the we'll, wild card round. All right. All right, boy. You take care of yourself, all right? Yep. All right. See you, Tex. That's Tex. It's good. It's good to have Tex back in the in the baseball uh, universe. Do you know who Do you know who Tex is, Joe? Mm. You do <laughs> the Bandera Bowl. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. Tex is. Uh, he was a wild card. He was a wild card. Um, but he knows his baseball. He absolutely knows his baseball. There's no doubt about that. Um, Jay Hayes gone. Now Dallas is gone. <clears throat> now we can finally. Let our hair down, Joe. Yeah, I guess it's not really an important part of the season or anything, so it's kind of just chill to just leave halfway through the pod. <laughs> are there any uh, are there any updates that you wanted to give on your end? Are there any stories that stood out to you? I mean, I feel like we hit on like I had the little rundown here. We talked about Trout. We talked about Hater. Um, I mean, the NL wild card. You see, I mean, it's chaos. People like no one's talking about the Marlins. Nobody. Yeah, and after what happened last night, the Cubs are on the hook of c- perhaps one of the biggest chokes ever. I mean, Seiya Suzuki mm-hmm. dropping a fly yep. ball, which would have won them the game. Basically, I mean, who knows what happens in the bottom of the ninth of the Braves, but gives them about a ninety-five percent chance to win the game, and just fucking whiffs it to pretty much allow the Marlins in within a half game of them, that could come down to be one of those plays that you just have to live with your whole life. Like I cost the team the playoffs. Kinda, yeah. And everyone's going to remember 
holy fuck, Say Suzuki dropped the <clears throat> easiest fly ball right to him. And that was to make it, what, 8-7 at the time? That was to give up the lead. I know, it? but that that was... what was. It? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. They were winning. That would have been out number three going in the ninth. Them up. One run. Dropped the ball. And then that was it. They got one more chance. Then he struck out in the, in the top of the ninth to just seal the deal of just having... Of fucking, and I feel so bad for anyone that has to go through that. And especially Suzuki has been on fire, has brought the Cubs there. But oh my god, I haven't like I can't imagine being a Cubs fan watching no. that. Like, not only are you in the midst of like uh, two weeks ago, not even two oh a week ago, a week and a half ago, we we're saying okay, Cubs, go Cubs. I mean, go. they're still in. Going they're the, still in. They're in, but it's it's getting tight. It's getting fucking well, tight. Even the Reds can't be counted out at this point. They've won two no, straight. They the Reds back in last night. The Reds have won two straight games. They're a game and a half back of the Cubs, but you have the Miami Marlins who no one, no one is talking about. They're a half game out. Nope. The Miami Marlins are a half game back of the Cubs for the third wildcard <laughs> spot. Not a, not a breath was spent talking about this team making the playoffs. Legitimately. No, the Mar- and the whole year they've been in the fucking playoffs. Yeah. Like the whole year they've been in the wild card. If they're not in the wild card in the playoffs, they've been a game or two out. And yeah, no one says shit about no. them. It's hilarious, honestly. I mean, Arise has kind of made some. But once he stopped going after 400, it was like, all right, Marlins season's <laughs> over. Yeah. And, and, and not even like, oh, the Marlins aren't going to make the playoffs. No one thought they were going to make the playoffs before them. But it was just, okay, there's nothing to pay attention to. Jazz Chisholm's been bad. Right. And he's doing all right. But even the fact that no one, I mean, I feel Once like most Sandy wasn't casual Sandy, baseball fans. was like, all right, well, this sucks. Yeah, he's gone. But they made good trade deadline moves with Josh Bell and Jake Berger. Jake Berger almost has like a 40 home run Josh, season. <laughs> Josh Bell and Jake Berger. What are the couple, couple, those are some good na- fast food names. So they got the big fat fast food players in there. Jake Berger looks like Farva from Super Troopers. And in 48 games with the Marlins, he's hitting fucking 313 with a 903 OPS, nine bombs. Uh, Yeah, dude, he has he has 34 home runs this year. Arguably the best. I mean, I don't know. I can't think of it. But was that the best trade line trade trade deadline move in the Outside league? Outside of the Astros getting Verlander back. Uh, but Verlander's stats haven't. He hasn't been as productive. He's got like a three. As Jake he's Bird. got like a mid three. What he had a good game last time, didn't he? Threw he threw a complete game against was, Seattle. Exactly. And I was looking at it before that he was in the force, but that one start probably brought him down to a nice yeah. level. It was almost but a complete see- game shutout. I think the the Mariners scored in the ninth inning. That was it. In a big game that mattered a lot. So I guess you could say Justin Berlander, respect, but brother, Jake Berger. Jake Berger. And the Nasty Marlins, who, who, have, who have two games against the Marlins, uh, the Mets, or three games still, because last night got rained out for no fucking reason, by the way. And then they play the Pirates. Uh, I'm trying to think of who could possibly be a better trade deadline move for a potential playoff team. Like, shit. Candelario, what's his numbers at? There wasn't a lot, I feel like a lot of big fucking moves. No. I mean, there's been a lot, there was a lot of decent sized moves and they all didn't work. 
they all got placed on waivers. Yeah, like who do the Phillies add? I don't know. It's Jake Berger. That's the that's the answer to the question. It's Jake Berger. Jake Berger. Nelson Vasquez for the uh, for the fucking <laughs> Royals was probably the biggest one. Yeah, I mean he, he turned the but Royals does it count because no one cares? They just ran out of season, as Dallas would say. If the Royals had more season, they'd probably turn this thing right around and end up winning. But if you're looking at it right now, the No Wild Card, I think. And I'm going to check right now. I, I believe that the Marlins, a half game is back right now, have the better odds to make the playoffs over the Cubs. Mm. Let's see. The playoff odds for the Cubs. Uh, that says 56.5 for the Marlins and 42, 42 for, the for the Cubs. Wow. Hmm. Life comes at you fast, it man. It really does. Life go- one, one minute, you're about to beat the Braves on the road. This badass Braves team. Next minute, you miss a fucking ball right to mm-hmm. you. And now you're on the hook for ruining the Cubs season. Now, you might have just started another curse. You might have just started a 100-year curse. Let's see. Right there. The Cubs... The Cubs have another game tonight against the Braves, another one tomorrow, and then they finish out their season in Milwaukee with three. And then the Marlins, they've got the Mets tonight and tomorrow, and then they finish out their season in Pittsburgh against the Pirates. So it's the Marlins. It's hey. The Marlins control their own destiny, baby, and it's this is this is their wild card to lose, which is. Do you get the Marlins getting in? You think they finish the job? I do get the Marlins. You got the in. Cubs not getting in because I don't think. Yeah, they got it. That's a tough five games. Play the Braves. Play the Brewers. Damn. The one thing about the Marlins, I will say, which and I don't is Luisa Rise is is probably out. He uh, he's got an ankle, Jared. He has an ankle. He's got an ankle, and they had video of him on the field yesterday, limping hardcore mm. with the brace on. Not good. Not good. Not good at all. So that's the one thing the Cubs got going for him. But hey, it's about to go down. About to go down. I said it yesterday. I did. Uh, I did the sweat in the studio, and I was like, I don't know. Not enough people are talking about the Marlins. I think the Marlins are going to get in. It was based on the remaining schedule. I don't know. Either way, I know I'm going to be drinking some Blue Moons this weekend as the Marlins attempt to get into October for the first time since 2020. Which I don't even know if we can count that. They got there. It was fun. I'm glad that they did. Never forget. And who they beat? Who they beat in that first round? The Cubs. The Cubs. The Cubs. That was, before, that was like a hundred pounds ago for Sixto Santos. And guess, and guess who? What? Hey, Steve Bartman. Steve Bartman. Who are they playing? Uh, they were playing the Cubs. They were playing Cubs Marlins. Yeah. I'm telling you, brother, the Marlins are the fucking kryptonite mm-hmm. for the Cubs. Cubs hate, hate the Marlins. Hate them. Um, but I'll be drinking some Blue Moons, watching baseball this weekend, even under the bright lights of the playoffs. Blue Moon Belgian style wheat ale. 
is the beer that's made brighter. Blue Moon was born in a ballpark for baseball fans. First brewed at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. From its bold, refreshing flavor to its beautiful bright color, Blue Moon is as iconic as America's pastime. And uh, we all know that <clears throat> America's pastime is baseball. And if you're watching baseball this weekend, you better be doing that with a Blue Moon in your hand with its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander. Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Blue Moon was brewed by baseball, so it's the perfect match for the playoffs. The crack of the bat, the pour, the first sip of that bold flavor. Blue Moon always feels like a special occasion. Best served with its signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful bright color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all through the playoffs. Brighten up the baseball playoffs with Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale. It's a one-of-a-kind every time. Check out shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for fresh baseball merch and visit get.bluemoonbeer.com rocket to find Blue Moon delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden Colorado Ale. Um, <clears throat> hell of an episode today, gentlemen. Hell of an episode. Uh, Joseph, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, no, 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 um, yeah, like, let's just have a great night of baseball. Uh, I think the Mariners are going to win tonight. The Mariners are going to win tonight. Against the Astros, which is the game of the night, in my opinion. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I would say that's the game of the night. And I think the Mariners are going to win. Okay. You're going to put a little, Prove put me a little wrong. skin on it? I don't need to. You don't need to? I'm that confident. Okay. I don't even need to bet. The, uh, the, the Marlins play two today. It's... Marlins play two today. They get a four o'clock game. And then I don't even know when the second game is. Uh, but yeah, they play two. A lot can go right, a lot can go wrong. Yep. Uh, Braves, Cubs, that's one to circle. And then you've got Astros, Mariners at 940 Eastern tonight. Um, so enjoy that game. Jake's takes. Uh, didn't think I was getting a hair compliment from passing today, so big day for me. Yeah, that was huge. <laughs> huge. That was huge. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for that. We get a strong hair podcast, minus Dallas. Dallas kind of holds us back, but outside of that, we get a, we get a strong hair unit on Baseball is Dead. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, maybe with Trevor Plouffe. I don't know. Maybe. But you got you got Kevin Puecki, Jeff Pass in, in text today. <laughs> so you can't really complain if we don't come through with Ploof tomorrow. But I mean that would be the icing on the cake to see a Ploofy makes an appearance on the podcast to talk about the Minnesota Twins. Um all right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you down that dusty trail. Adios, amigos. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>